Ho, 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 gamers. Wake up, because you're listening to the Big Think Dimension with Dan and Bob Video Games. It's a package deal. You order me, you get him. I'm here too. I come in the package. Chris Wolfhart. I don't come in the package. I'm extra. And no one else. <laughs> here on Gigaboots. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the package missing maybe a, a big fry or something. <laughs> hey, hey, did, did, did you know that when you, you have to work outside the home uh -huh. in the winter, you become ill often? <laughs> I did, actually. Yep. Agro's giving me way too many opportunities. <laughs> Way too many opportunities to do different intros that just say he's not here. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Big Think Dimension number two hundred one. Uh, this is this is the episode where we talk about the Count of Monte Cristo. <laughs> this is the only one. That fucking sandwich I, rules. Actually, yes. Um, <laughs> I forgot to watch the anime this week. I'm sorry, guys. Oh God. This, Bob, you always do this. We always set up a podcast you know well in advance, and then you don't prepare. You're just like, hey, guys, uh, I decided I was going to dip this time. I hope you're okay with that. See ya. <laughs> I'm like, this is worse than the time I had that store manager that was a rampant alcoholic. I made one joke about our equipment was undependable like it was working with an alcoholic, and he goes, nah, uh, they, they can be dependable. And that's when everyone <laughs> in the room went... Oh. Mm. oh, except for the assistant store manager who was like, yeah, now, you know, <laughs> now, you know what I'm dealing with. Anyways, hello. Welcome to Big Thing to Mention number 201. This is the one where you didn't get the fries. Instead, you got this guy. A little worrying. Yeah, I don't, when when will he return? That's all <laughs> I'm wondering. Never. I don't know. I feel like I feel like Hud Sunsoft's just gonna come out here and be like, "What's up? You want some more games?" And the the sad thing is, yeah, sure, absolutely, go ahead. I'm ready. <laughs> Anyone who has IPs of a certain age, they can just go. You want more slop? And I go. Yeah, I'm potentially open to slop. Yeah, put that out on your platform. Why not? Ladle that out for me and let me just look at it. Maybe I'll eat something. <laughs> <laughs> it feels uh, like. I mean, I, uh, it's kind I'm, of, I'm one of those people who has to like be like, okay, I don't think I like this, but I need to try it every couple of years to confirm <laughs> that I still do not like it. Uh, I'm trying to think of what all Sunsoft owns. I'm like, put out the NES Batman game again. Yeah, that's all I can think of is like all their licensed shit. Put out, they, wait, I think they already did Waku Waku 7. Yes. Or and are doing it. They're in the process of doing a, a gimmick, of course. Uh huh. Um, and I feel like I should know more than that. Um, do they still the own any of of Blaster Master? Because I know that was their game, but yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay, pretty sure they they might still own it, and they're just licensing it out for to, to right. Inti Creates. Licenses out to a new person, get more get more Blaster Master happening. Um, <laughs> normally, I would join you for this journey, but it's Blaster Master. And if I weren't friends with Bob, I never would have played the PS One One, and that's a happier <laughs> timeline for me. <laughs> That game's fine. <laughs> That's probably the highest praise I could give it. Yeah. It's fine. I could see a world where you thought it was cool. Not you specifically, even. Just 
people. Mm-hmm. It's 3D and it's Blaster Master. You remember Blaster Master? It's 3D. <laughs> That's kind of like me in the Pong game they released on the PS1. I'm like, it's Pong. It's 3D and they added penguins and it's it's great. When's the re-release of Albert Odyssey Legend of Eldeen? Okay, now I need to look <laughs> it up to see if I've ever seen this thing. One moment. Oh, Chameleon um, Twist. That's something they could do that would be good. Oh, they... Really? I don't think yeah, I've actually ever twi- played... Chameleon Twist is a... Uh... Uh, we played Chameleon Twist 2 on an N64 retro roulette. Okay, that sounds right. Oh my god, yeah, Albert Odyssey. Jesus Christ. Sorry, you didn't say it in the voice of a Sega fan who loves Batman too much, so I didn't recognize it didn't trigger the right vocal patterns. <laughs> Albert Odyssey is a Sega Saturn game made by Sunsoft. When I imported my Sega Saturn a year before my parents broke up... No, that's, that's two <laughs> different YouTubers I'm mixing there. Um, Monster Seed. They could do Monster Seed. Hmm... I like how all of these are way bigger and more known than the one they did bring back last time to that press event. It was some weird thing where you play in the samurai yeah. or, I guess, peasants in the samurai ages. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I looked at that and went, I don't even know. I got in the beta and maybe, I never played it. <laughs> maybe they didn't develop some of these. Maybe they just did the publishing thing. They might have. Um, did anyone... Who, who owns Dragon Seed? We need another one of those. I feel like the modern gaming market is woefully unaware of how much bitches love dragons. I feel like they're ignorant on that front. Because uh, like when I think uh, important modern games that involve dragons, I think things like Monster Hunter. Like you're, you're not hitting the full audience there, I feel. The company that made Dragon Seed is just gone. That makes sense. Because it, it was, was Jalico. Yeah, I was oh. gonna say it was Jalico, and I don't know the last time I even heard Jalico's name. Yeah, they went they went the for real game. out of bit like for real for real out of business in 2013. Like uh like not like we we changed the name and staff made this thing when we have the IPs. It's like no, they're we're gone. Yeah, we're we're fucking out peace. <laughs> then they faded away the whole building. <laughs> uh yeah, that that makes sense. So then there's no one left to sue me. Good. Um, I do do wonder who the fuck owns shit like that now. Surely somebody bought the IPs in like a fire sale. Right. I taught an AI how to make dragon seeds by subjecting it to 300 hours. And I went, dude, it's fucking paper, rock, scissors. I go, and make the game AI. (laughs) I didn't ask for your opinion on this game. (laughs) Go fuck yourself. Look, just it's rock, paper, scissors. I know you have trouble with that because you get you you have a lot of trouble with hands, but <laughs> you, you need to make it. Uh, this, this dragon games art shouldn't have been made by the AI. <laughs> no, all these dragons have fucked up hands with hands coming out of the hands. God, this is horrible. The eyes are all melty. Anyways, hey everyone. I'm not sure if you knew this, but we played Devil's Third last Friday. For people who don't know what Devil's Third is, it's a Wii U AAA third-person shooter made by Tomonobu Itigaki's company he founded after he left Tecmo Koei after Ninja Gaiden 2 shipped. Mm-hmm. 
and this game had to have melee combat with swords because this is Tomonobu Irigaki. So whether or not he wanted it or the press wanted it, it, it happened. Because the man who made Ninja Gaiden was making a AAA action game. Right. So it definitely needed to have sword combat. But the best way to describe this is to really think of a AAA third-person shooter from 7th Gen made by Japan that is loopy and trying too hard to be cool, and it rules. It is amazing. There are some great twists in that. Like the ending moment where Mm -hmm. you crank things up to be the coolest shit ever. I did not expect that moment. Yeah, no, I I still think if if THU hadn't gone under uh-huh. and this got released on all platforms like two years earlier or more, mm-hmm. this would have a large cult following. Like this is some really cool stuff in there. Yeah, I I you know we talked about it came out <laughs> it came out it came, it came out a year after Destiny. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, if it had shipped on any then current platforms that weren't the Wii U, right, it definitely would still have a cult following that was pretty strong because you could still buy it. You mm-hmm. could go out and just get Devil's Third. Yeah, I honestly kind of want to try getting a Wii U emulator working and see how this runs. Do God, what is the name of the Wii U emulator that that exists? I swear, I don't know how good it is though. But yeah, Devil's Third was Simu? really cool. I think it's called Simu. Okay, I couldn't uh, remember if Simu was that or the Switch one because there are multiple Switch ones because everyone has a better emulator than everyone else. It's funny because some of the stuff works great on one or the other or neither. <laughs> the benefit of having multiple emulators. Anyways. Uh, yeah, I... Hey, Bob. Hey, what's up? I'm going to give you the floor. To talk about Devil's Third, why it's cool, and you can only mention things that will definitely be the case for Wanted Dead, the game that is being made by a large amount of the staff from Devil's Third and is coming out in a few months. Yeah, uh, two? Yeah, two it, months, it's February, on, right? It's on Valentine's Day, yes. So there you go. Two months, almost to the day. Uh, Bob, what's cool about Devil's Third? Oh, see, this is a game where... Uh-huh. Guns kill people. They balance the game around that. Just like, yeah, no, the advantage using the sword is you you have there isn't really one per se. Uh-huh. It just looks cool. It does look cool. That's just fact. So it's all just, oh yeah, the only the problem with the gun is you have to reload and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It, but it still is like fully you could play this like a shooter for most of it. Yeah. Which is really neat. Yeah, like it's very interesting. I've never seen something balanced like this. You've never seen some guns that duel. <laughs> Even that felt did not feel like this per se. No, because I could hold the block button while holding a sword and deflect the bullets. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, no, you don't. No, you get shot to death. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. You get the, a super mode where you just one hit kill everyone. And you, you, your tattoos glow and everyone around you dies. Yeah, you're in Baku. Yeah, I guess they, that might not be in the new one. It's unclear. Who knows? That new one looks very... It, it is really carrying the energy from this forward. Absolutely. I, I, I think there's... If you can imagine a little bit less hipstery, a little bit I enjoy jazz. But, but like take those elements out. But think of Suda. 
you kind of <laughs> get the energy that goes into the cutscenes and stuff that we've already seen from Wanted Dead, mm-hmm. which just like this is half hilarious and half cool in the dumbest way possible. Yeah, it takes itself seriously just enough to have the goofiest things in the world happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited for Wanted Dead just based on that alone. Uh, and Devil's Third really had nonstop moments that were the funniest shit as people deliver some of the hammiest fucking dialogue. Mm-hmm. If you go, if this dog goes wild, we're going to have to put him down. And then your guy just jumps out of the fucking chopper and he goes, I'm off the leash. <laughs> it's I, just like, what the hell? I love that every boss was like, okay, you beat me. I'm going to inject myself with the muscle juice. Yeah, every, <laughs> every boss immediately jumps to the end of uh, Shaolin Soccer. And see, just, I was going. I see. I went to Arkham Asylum. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. That probably a few more people have probably seen that than uh, Shaolin Soccer. Maybe just a few. Probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They get big riddles, um, <laughs> and it's pretty funny. Uh, I especially like. You know, you enter a church, and the enemy faction, this weird military group, is just lined up two rows, soldiers looking towards each other, and then what is clearly the important member of the organization behind them talking to you and you know they're chewing scenery and then the cutscene ends and all 20 or so people that were just infantry in this room just start shooting you to death (laughs) yes it's not structured how a sane video game would be structured there's no like i don't believe there is an encounter designer there's just someone who goes killing 20 people at once would be hard that's, yeah, that's a boss fight. That's uh, that, that sounds like an Igaki design game. Yeah, there's many parts of Digi Yeah, I I do wonder if like if the trend of Seventh Gen Wonderland will be like first half of the stream. Oh, this is great. This game's real charming, and it's and you know it's fine. And then it's like the game will now attempt to be difficult, and then it like goes down three points. I've constantly had a conversation with people. And this, this, when I started having this conversation was Lords of Shadow, where I say a lot of people won't notice how bad combat is or various game feel things are until the game tries to be hard. Right. Because I know people who yeah. thought the combat in Lords of Shadow was fine until they played the DLC. And I was like, it was always I, not good. Um, I, yeah, luckily it's only had like de- two dips. Cracks in a game definitely show way more when they, they try to get hard. Like if you made a bad game... Mm-hmm. It, it's you can just crank it down and make it easy and people can walk through it but if you if you you have no mechanics so you have no way to be hard it's yeah. just enemies enemies take more damage and deal more damage which is why pretty strongly you could easily make a correlation between bad metacritic store scores and games being hard mm-hmm. uh not only because the hard the difficulty could be through complete bullshit or it could be just magnifying the flaws that are already there. It's just like, oh man, this all sucks. I only now realize. Oh yeah, another great thing about uh, <laughs> Devil Sir. Shoot dude in the foot hard enough and his head pops off. Oh yeah. We've fucking <laughs> well, Diet Coke. That's how 7th Gen Games worked. <laughs> Diet Coke 2 liter with Mentos dropped in every time. The head just rockets off spraying blood in the thinnest stream. It's really good. Uh, we were going to mention, though, like, and you tried to mention it for a bit, but we weren't quite ready for this. There are two dips in it. Yeah. Two major potholes. Aside from that, it was smooth sailing and an enjoyable time. 
Yeah, no, I had a ton of fun with this. This is better than I expected, even because I had pretty high hopes when we started, mm. and I, we, we did that quick play. We couldn't upload, or not quick play, giving games a chance. We couldn't upload because there was recording recording issues. problems. Yeah, and that was like three years ago or something. Some, Maybe only two. No, it was the very beginning of the pandemic. It was right before COVID. Yeah, we recorded it, and then we said, "Whatever, we'll just wait two months, and we'll record it, giving games a chance again with Agro." And we said this in January of 2020. And so that's why this took so long. Yep. It's been almost three years. As of next month, it will have been three years since that recording date. And that's what happened. What a nightmare. Uh, glad we finally got that stream. Uh, yeah, I too think it went a lot better than I expected. Yeah, um, I think it's really fitting that the part that's the worst in the game is zombies. Like It's such a seventh gen fucking game. <laughs> yes. The, this the people want to be like the Wii U is an eighth gen console, and I'm like, okay, then explain why it's the most seventh gen console Nintendo ever made. The load times are terrible. The games look like ass. Their default resolution, if you're lucky, is 720p or lower. It has no storage. Its frame rate is ass. Uh, it's, yeah, it's it's so seventh gen over there. And yeah, there there is um there is some sort of like. A lot of 7th gen shooters have terrible segments. Like, one of the things I disliked about Binary Domain is a lot of set piece or segment, gameplay segments, uh -huh. were actually kind of bad. Yeah. Um, this largely did not have that problem. No, it had a ton of set pieces, which surprised the heck out of me. And they were all fun. Yeah. Which was even more surprising. Yes. Like... You don't expect to get a like a motor vehicle with a gun on it, and then it feels fine in Devil's Third, right? <laughs> and like we were driving some down some mountain, blowing up different uh, uh, like facilities along the way. I was like, "This is fun. Mm -hmm. This should be a segment where I die in one hit, and I hate it." Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> one of the most common things in Seventh Gen. I almost said popular, but no uh one of the most common things however in seventh gen games especially this genre in market segment is that they'll invent a segment and and, and you'll feel like you're drowning before it ends yeah you'll just want to breathe and it won't feel like you can <laughs> breathe um this didn't really have any moments like that the th closest thing was that super zombie boss which was terrible yeah and then the other boss that was um that that darn like Metal Gear boss near yeah. the end of the game where she's just like she flipped. Okay, so she has an invisibility suit, but that means when she activates it, she can flip it to the wall and to just spawn elsewhere <laughs> in the room to fucking kill you. Yeah, so you can combo her into a wall. And she's like, no, you actually, I'm gone. Yeah, You're now that reminds me wall. of like, there's, I forget what it was, but there was some. I forget if it was anime or maybe it was like a tokusatsu show. I forget what. But this one character had an ability to turn invisible, and the writers didn't seem to understand what turning invisible meant. <laughs> so multiple times he'd like turn invisible, like he gets knocked on his ass, and he's like, "Oh shit, a big attack's coming! I'll turn invisible, and it'll go through me." <laughs> yeah, that sounds like something a Toku series could have done. Jesus, man! All I could think about is why is the show called Invincible when I could see it? <laughs> um. Yeah, no, it's uh that those were the two low points of the of the of the game. Elsewise, pretty great. I really enjoyed the dialogue. There's lots of funny things with the characters. There's 
they have some cool guy reveals that are unreal. Mm-hmm. You should watch that stream. Yeah, I don't think anyone's ready for what the final battle of that game looks like. It's so good. <laughs> I hope Wanted Dead goes there. Yeah, hopefully. I hope Wanted Dead goes completely insane. I hope Wanted Dead has a Chainsaw Man energy to it. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully, if it can yeah. capture the the essence of this and just have the gameplay feel a little smoother, which from the trailers it kind of looks like it does feel smoother. Yes, it looks smoother than this, which you know, running it's at, hard not to. <laughs> yes, right? like running at frame rates that are modern, modernly acceptable. Right, kind of helps with that. Yeah, the only disappointment is that there's not like the the melee combat also is a little rough. Uh, like uh, it's half baked. Yeah. yeah, it feels half baked for sure. It really does feel like okay. You have a three hit combo or something, but it's not it's there's not a lot put into it. Mm -hmm. So hopefully that also gets better in the wanted dead. Yeah. Have they shown off skill trees or anything else like that? Yes, yeah, actually is a skill okay. tree. So maybe maybe the skill tree will help it develop into its own thing and have some interesting stuff. Right. Yeah. Maybe maybe, you know, you pick up something really unique and interesting and somebody says something along the lines of that's a rare doodle right there. <laughs> no. That's all I'm that's all I'm if one for. of your Hong Kong police members is has a thick British accent, <laughs> is that what really lands? Uh, it should be obvious for what I just said. I've been playing many, many more hours of Xenoblade Three. But Bob, did you have anything else you wanted to say about Devil's Third other than you should watch that stream? You should be excited for Wanted Dead. We will be streaming Wanted Dead. Yeah, I wish I could recommend people go play it, but that requires a Wii U, right? So you, we can't. Normally, we would be like, "Hey, guys." Check this cool game out. It's called Armored Core 4. <laughs> um, which, yeah, we, we found the power brick for the 360. If I weren't doing Game of the Year right now, I'd be playing this. Yeah, for sure. I've been wanting to play this on the 360 since we played it on the PS3. <laughs> anyway. Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to say? No, I don't think so. Okay. Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I will keep this short because the two other people in this podcast have not played it. <sighs> there are certain categories that are some of the most impactful categories we've ever done that this has such an obvious and powerful nomination for. For Game I of the Year. I know exactly what category it is because mo more than one person has said, Chris, you have to beat this game by Game of the Year so you can put a character in this specific category. Yes. I, for people who don't know, I think, I think I'm 37 hours in. Um, delightful. Delightful. I'm really, really enjoying that game. I really appreciate what the plot is about. And the themes it plays with, character cores, and things like that. And as I was playing this game, I wondered to myself, what was the last time a Final Fantasy had a plot this good? And then I thought, well, it's probably 14. Not that I would ever know. <laughs> but aside from Final Fantasy 14, the award-winning MMO with a free demo, which one was the last one? And I, have, I just Ten. have to sit there and wonder. Yeah, see, I was, I was talking about it with Bob before, and I'm like, Maybe 10's great. Maybe 10 has something for me. I hear that guy has dad issues. <laughs> Maybe that'll really hit. Uh, I think it's really unfortunate 15 definitely did not have a plot this good. 15 hardly had a plot. 15, right. 50, yeah, 15 hardly has a plot. Which is very unfortunate. I hope Forspoken has more of a plot. 
I really do. There's there's sure a lot of plot in the cutscenes, but I'm not sure there's a plot. Now that now that we know what kind of game it is for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's a luminous game. <laughs> Ooh. Uh but yeah, I'm really enjoying Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Very excited. Uh I intend to beat that game. I actually did a lot of crunching on podcasts and other stuff earlier in the week to get it all out of the way so that way hopefully finish that game by next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Uh worth noting after this big think ends either before this big thing goes up on YouTube or after, uh, we're going to have the trailers for this month's Curse Committee. And we have a really fast turnaround on this one. So go watch those and vote if you're a GB Podcast patron. It is a mishmash, a mixed bag of Christmas specials from both Hallmark and Netflix. Be excited. Those are some, there's some toxic stuff in there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yes, there we, we on we honestly had to filter out one of them, one that was probably too toxic because it just would have been us going, oh, yeah, there's the entire there's, commentary track. There was one we cut for that reason. There, there, there was one that's just gay panic, the Christmas movie. Yep. Mm. So. Ugh. VRC6 says, I voted for ghost sex last time. Please look forward to Monday. Anyway. Hey, Bob. Hey, what's up? Did, did you play anything other than Devil's Third? Devil's Third? Yes, I did. I did play some stuff. I booted up Solstice again. Oh. I wanted, to, I wanted to give another try. One second. I gotta ask you. What's up? Did that, is that what you did the day I didn't come over? Because I'm like, didn't this happen before the Game Awards? I'm, I, yeah, I didn't talk about it, but I wanted to talk about it. I don't okay. think I booted it up yet after that. Okay, thank God. Yeah, I'm I, like, I, I, I don't come over for one day and you're just sticking your hand in the dip. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, but Bob, if you, if you want to know how the story goes, just go read Claymore. <laughs> oh, so, Bob, Solstice, huh? Yeah, I was like, I'm going to give this one more chance. I'm going to try and finish it. I couldn't get through even one more stage. The stages are now all over an hour. Every enemy takes way too many hits. Yeah, and they keep introducing more mechanics that are not fun. Yeah, you actually, in an interest, in, in a way, in an effort to experience more of the story, you turned down the difficulty, right? Yes, I turned it to casual mode. Jesus. I, I, need, <laughs> I need everyone to know Bob beat Nano Breaker. <laughs> <laughs> On stream, no less. And off stream. <laughs> yeah, I have a high tolerance for this genre. Yeah. This ain't it, guys. I don't know what what is wrong with your head to have designed a game like this. Yeah. I can't think of a single other one of these action games where it's like one chapter, one one level, whatever, is over an hour because every enemy takes five times more hits than it should. I mean, shit, man. You just described Xenoblade Chronicles. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, man, that cutscene was long, and then I do a battle that wasn't challenging in the least, and I go, never mind. That battle was fucking long. <laughs> but, is- you know, it's an RPG. You're playing an action game. I don't want to be... Yeah, no. They, yeah. And they're not... Even on easy mode, it's not that easy. You still have a bunch of shortcomings with the way combat works where it's like now i'm gonna take a hit because i can't avoid taking a hit 
Because, oh. like, I can't dodge out of most any attacks. Um, so, yeah, I'm giving up. That's okay. it. Okay. I had to. Um, did you get any nominations or categories or anything for Game of the Year? I feel like there's probably something I could show in there. Because okay. these characters are really, really trite. <laughs> so I'm sure they fit somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also booted up Stranger of Paradise, went through a couple more levels on the full version of that, so a okay. little bit past the demo. I still don't think this game feels good. I don't think I'm going to play any more of it. Okay. I'm, I'm, I would like to note I'm sorry I'm still hogging Xenoblade Chronicles <laughs> 3. Because for people who don't know, me and Bob both bought games for Game of the Year specifically. Mm-hmm. And I kept, I was like, oh shit, I forgot to order Xenoblade. It was on sale for a good price. I should have done that. And I said it, and then I didn't do anything. Bob was over there at his PC. He buys that. And I buy Stranger of Paradise. But then I immediately take Xenoblade. And I'm like, I'm going to go play this. See ya. And then he gets Stranger of Paradise. I went and finished Freedom Planet 2. Oh, okay. Um, you know how that game has hub cities? We already talked about that months yeah. ago. Yeah, an invention for that game that I would never, ever, ever expect... And I'm not sure that I feel like it will ever make sense to be there. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, uh, it, it introducing something I could not have anticipated. Okay. Some levels have a point where you get to the end of the level where it's like, okay, now go to four different teleporters and get a thing, come back to this one part of the level. And this isn't a like, regular action stage. So it just mm-hmm. is like, here are your four teleporters that have you go do a mini level and come back with a key. I feel like either one had that near the end of the game or two already had that by the time I stopped playing. Yeah, because it I doesn't... Think, I think, what, like, the last level of one is that, and I think, like, in terms of universe lore, the levels in two that do that are made by the same ancient race. Ah. Yeah, it's one of those things, like, this works once in your game. This happened multiple times. What if... Every level was that one level for Mega Man 8. <laughs> it makes me think of Mega Man Maker levels. Like, I got such an intense Mega Man Maker feel because I'm literally walking back with a key to go See, open up I, another part of the door. <laughs> See, I think of Yoshi's Island because there's levels like that in Yoshi's Island. And who's oh. to say who's better for thinking one or the other? You just don't know these things. Um, that game sure has a boss in every level. It does, and they're entirely different. It's insane. Yeah, I don't know what is wrong with them. As I said, they, they decided the, the action they made... was the, the point. Yeah. They it certainly... Feels, it feels better than ones where it was like, we're, we're every Genesis game at once, and I'm like, no, you kind of have to pick at least like a couple. I'm like, no. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not... I, I really don't dig that every boss is like, yeah... I, I feel terrible to play, but you have a dodge button now, so deal. <laughs> like, it honestly felt like a crutch for a ton of the game, too. It was like, I'm going to cheap shot you from off screen, but you could have dodged it. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that sounds like pretty similar to the first, honestly. That doesn't really move the... Yeah. That is how my playthrough went, where it's like, man, this boss is beating my ass. It's like, oh, right, you have, like, the weird dodge parry now. And then I just start mashing that button whenever the boss tries to pass them and i'm like oh i beat the boss without getting hit yeah <laughs> yeah that's i already had that experience in the short bit i played before i stopped because the camera scrolling was not smooth at launch which made it look like it was running like shit but it wasn't mm-hmm. uh i don't know when they fixed that i wish i'd known they fixed that sooner 
Uh, so this that works as a good transition, unfortunately. Uh huh. I bought River City Girls too because it came out last night. Is there like a, a deity I can speak to right now before you finish telling me that somehow this way forward game? You thought of it when I told you about this thing not running well or the camera not working right, Bob. Is there is there someone I can bargain with? <sighs> Fuck off. No. Yeah. Yeah, this game is almost unplayable levels of bad with how it's either the camera's running at 30 frames per second or the game just chugs at random. But I think it's that first one because it always feels a little off. But then you'll see things in the environment running completely smoothly next to the whole screen moving, which looks terrible. Uh, have you checked if it's made in Unity? No. That's how that problem ended up being in countless other things like Actraiser Reborn and Freedom Planet 2 and it's so River City Girls 2 Engine Unity. <sighs> this is the first game that didn't have hey, this issue. Hey, PSA. If you're working on a fucking 2D gameplay, any game, any game in Unity, fix the fucking update refresh of the camera. 50 is not good. God damn it. You want to oh, sit it, here? It's good enough for PAL. <sighs> Actually, no. Even, even the <laughs> PAL-oriented games that were fucked up by it were not okay because they don't do that anymore. That's so upsetting. That's so upsetting because you constantly hear from these people. Hey, Unity is a perfectly good engine. I don't like these gamers complaining about it. They're complaining about the engine I use and they don't know anything about it. Hey, motherfucker, I know enough to know that doesn't look right. You don't have to be a fucking genius to see a thing not be smooth. Yeah, I can't you, believe you. You don't need to be a chef to know that it's bad when you accidentally <laughs> knock the sugar into the soup. Yeah, you don't have to be a chef to realize it is in fact chunky peanut butter and not smooth peanut butter. <laughs> Fuck! So that was really of all the games, really upsetting because of like this is almost certainly going to be a top ten. I love the first game. Here it is. It came out only a few weeks before the end of the year and is basically unplayable. I'm just, I'm just gonna. And also it's 40 bucks and was delayed from the Japanese release. So I figured we might have gotten any sort of fixes for stuff like this. That is upsetting. I don't. That is so much worse than Freedom Planet 2 doing that. Yeah. Because Freedom Planet 2 already had a few odd decisions and was a follow-up to a game that by no means I thought was perfect. If you guys recall, River City Girls 1... I had the misfortune of playing Streets of Rage 4 before I played it. Yes, that was unfortunate. And I was like, oh boy, that's a rough comparison. And then they announced 2, and I was like, great, it gets to exist in a void. And then they fuck up a core aspect of displaying images. That is really unfortunate. That is really unfortunate. Oh my god. I keep seeing more and more cool things that poach from it. It's like, I wish the game were playable right now. You should see if anyone's fixed. Is it out on PC? It is on PC as well. Okay, you should see if anyone did that fix that sort of worked for Freedom Planet, but mm. it broke um, <laughs> broke something about displaying text, I think, which it doesn't always do. That fix doesn't always break shit like that in games. Right. But it did for Freedom Planet too. So maybe. Yeah, maybe. 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 <sighs> 
God, that's that's the worst part of this opening segment. Yeah, I'm sorry. It really yeah, upset me. Mm. I was like, oh man, it actually came out at midnight. Why? What? And then I booted up the PS4 version in some hope that that one was working right. No. Great. Yep. Awesome. <sighs> hey, Bob. What's up? Talk about anything else, please. Um, I built a PC yesterday. All my parts finally came in. Yeah, I walked right in. I saw it, the case over there. I said, we've got a rare doodle right here. There's always <laughs> such a long gap between when I build a PC, I forget how to do a lot of things and have to rewatch a bunch of stuff. I forget the specifics and, and always doubt myself heavily. Okay, go on. So that was a, a, a whole thing. They've changed the way the processors from Intel are shaped even. So I had to figure out that. Since 1976? How is it different? It's actually got notches in different places and they changed the way the arrow faces. It, it kind of... Well, they designed them so they go in only one way. Yes, they do design so, them to go in only one way, but that is a way I did not expect and didn't match up with even the video I was watching that was from four years ago. Yeah, I just usually look at like one of the four corners has to be shaped different than the others. Then I look actually at the, the, the shape. The corners are all identical now. Okay. Um, but there's a notch though. There, right? there is a little arrow on one of them. Yeah. And then the arrow that matches up on the motherboard is actually on the part you flip up. So I didn't see it at first. And so, first. so it was like the inner part of the hinge of the, the clamp. Yeah. It's on the, the okay. yeah. So it goes off of it. But yeah, so it's it's just a few little weird things to get used to. And this is the first time I'm installing a aftermarket cooler. Oh really? Yeah, I've never done that before, so that okay. was scary. But it worked out fine. Mm -hmm. um, power supply shrouds apparently are a thing now in modern cases for some of them. Power supply shrouds. It's where inside the case there is literally a metal sheet that goes over the power supply and makes it basically its own quarantined area. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It makes it look neater, but it also is a pain. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that? Um, basically, now I need to shove all the cords I want to use outside the case through the back and then plug them into the, my my uh, my power supply because it's one of those that's uh, you can take out all the cords. It's modular. Yeah, it's modular. Yeah. yeah. So you can't plug those in while it's in fully inserted because there's no easy way to access it. It's too deep. Okay. So Okay. So that's the deal. They just made it. Like they expected you either had a longer power supply or they just built it too long in general. Because if you had a, cause some power supplies are longer, so you mm -hmm. should be able to reach like mine's fucking long as hell. I'm yeah, you surprised. can. It's a matter of the the placement of it once it's inside the case is mm -hmm. too awkward to fit your hand and plug in stuff and see where you're plugging it in. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you leave it inside, it's just there's too much other stuff going on there. So there's no room. Okay, I don't get what you're trying to say, but that's fine. Keep going. Yeah, you can't you can't see where you're plugging stuff in. You have to really finagle it. And then if, if everything needs to run through the back. So if you have something that's easier to get in through the front, like you want to only have this one cord go up to the front and go to the video card, you can't do that. You have to go around to the back because there's no easy slots to pull cords out of. 
which is probably better for airflow in general because it gets everything, all the cords, okay. make sure the cords are out of the way. So you're saying literally every power cable on this has to go through the reverse side of the panel. Right, because this, this shroud covers the entire bottom. Okay. Like the, the cords do not, you cannot get through that at okay. all. Okay, okay, now you've, okay, got it. Yeah, so it's basically two whole segments of the case. Right, that's weird. Yeah, um, it sounds Just like some any... cases in do and do not do it. Yeah, I was going to say, is there any... Like anything else that occupies that entire bottom floor other than your power supply? Um, there's also a place to put hard drives. So you have like a little okay, stack that's any, for that. That's anything. Yeah. Uh, Bob, what size tower are you using? You just standard mid ATX? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. just the basic. Also, this is my first time doing RGB lighting. I only got it because this was the case was on sale. <laughs> I spent probably over an hour just sitting there freaking out uh, trying to understand what the diagrams are trying to tell me uh -huh. or trying to find a youtuber to try to explain it okay no one did i eventually plugged things in guessing and it worked okay um but this it means which i would never expect this you don't get a reset button if you have rgb at least for my case it's like that's really weird yeah it's like here's the plugs in, plugs for your uh reset button and here's the light for your led plugs instead <laughs> for this version of the case yeah that's insane yeah that's I why i just sit there I'm, freaking out like what do you mean i don't get that you bought you bought a case that does not have a reset button it, at all it does not have a reset button which i had no idea yeah that's kind of an important feature i think but. i thought so too you know they make motherboards with reset buttons built onto them maybe they just assumed you would have easy access to that. <laughs> Uh, your case is the what? Meshify 2? Yes, this is the Meshify 2 RGB. Cool. Because that was the on sale one. I wonder why it was on sale. <laughs> is it because it doesn't have a reset button? <laughs> <laughs> um, also, the when I was going to put on the back cover to my case, uh-huh. There's it's got this really cool thing. When you where, say back, you mean the left wall, correct? Yeah, the, okay. the left wall. Okay. Back, Sorry, the back side of a case the is the plate. part where your ports are. I feel like everyone refers to it as a black the back plate or the part. I mean, the sure, side yes, but the back side of your PC is the part where the ports are. That's the back uh, of the PC. I, I did have to front. go. I did have to go the back. Oh, that the the left. Right. Yeah, that was confusing for the first part of this conversation. But so so you're saying you're talking about the 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 left side wall. Yeah, the wall okay. where where things where you have all the cabling and not the side where you have all the devices. Right. Well, when you have to have all the cabling. <laughs> Me, I have some of the cabling. <laughs> you, however, you have to. Um, I was putting that on and it has cool, really cool latches that make it really easy to come off and on. Yeah. It broke immediately. Like, <laughs> so one of the latches <laughs> is just broken completely off. It still shuts because I have two other latches in there. Uh, but I contacted Fractile Design and was hopes of getting replacement. We'll see. <laughs> I was going to upgrade to a Fractal Design uh, <laughs> case, so this is kind of... You're actually scaring me now. All the rest of this didn't phase me. Mm -hmm. That face I had, by the way, when you were like, I haven't built a PC in forever, I'm like... I, oh, right. I built, like, everyone's PC but Bob's. Yeah, no, I built PCs. I like built both of my roommates' times, PCs, yeah, and you... I had to go through three or four Gigaboots PCs. Mm -hmm. We've just... gone through a lot of PCs for the main PC, so that's why I was like, "The fuck does he mean he hasn't?" 
All right, he's 4,000 series, which was nine years ago or something. Yeah, it's been nine years since yeah. I built a PC. Just to be clear to anyone who's confused, a 4,000 series Intel CPU. It's a 4790K, I believe. Whereas I upgraded to a 12-something 90K. 12-something-something-something-K. Something, something. Yeah, I guess it was 12... 50 because there, there are five digits there are it. so it's 12 three digits k mm -hmm. i don't know what the three digits are you didn't inform me of that uh, I, I believe it's five not my problem i guess <laughs> it's 12005 12, 12, 12, 12500 12500 oh, okay. okay there we go yeah, it's a little bit of a performance upgrade. Have you have you done the gargantuan effort that is trying to figure out the performance delta between your two CPUs? Because when let me tell you, you could even go like I upgraded CPUs after four years; they don't show up on the same charts anymore. Yeah, I uh, I booted the Spark <laughs> Electric Chester demo and it ran well. Cool. I booted Overwatch and it ran well. I was like, okay. That's what Bob went. Wait, but then that means River City Girls. <laughs> Like oh, no. the scenic gun pal. Yeah, like then, then surely River City girls. <laughs> you just hear flies buzzing. <laughs> but that was my adventure in PC building after cool. so long. That's great. Uh, that, that shit you just said about the case horrifies me. It makes me really sad. I really hope that was user error somehow. Maybe. I don't know. Like I I I'm like, I really wanted that case. <laughs> My case is not optimal. No. There's a lot of wasted space in this thing. Mm -hmm. um, so I could, you know, I could probably use a new one, but I was going to wait till we move because, you know, I don't want to yeah. deal with that. Oh, yeah. Something that I miss about the Cooler Master case, they have all the hard drives and stuff are, they have these special mounts where you just slide them into place. Mm -hmm. In this, you have to screw everything in. Oh, okay. Um, which isn't a big deal. But yeah, but it was pretty nice as a feature because what Bob's describing is um, on the side of hard drives, you know, that you have the slots you're supposed to actually screw in. But on the Cooler Master stuff, they have like brackets you slide onto it and then yeah. you can just slide it in and then it snugly sits in there, which is pretty cool. Admittedly, I'm trying to go completely mechanical driveless next year, so that's less of an issue. Yeah, I am tempted to do that myself, too. Of Like, oh, man, it sure is nice to just boot it up and it's quiet, it's silent. Yeah, there's that angle, but there's also, like, when it comes to what we do, uh, any number of programs want to just poke every drive hooked up to your PC. So I'll sit there in Winamp and be like, hey, Winamp, I want to play a song. And the moment I hit the open a folder to load some music, it'll just go, uh... <laughs> <laughs> OBS, same thing. Uh, we record to mechanical drives currently. So I hit go live and it just goes uh, and like basically freezes. Mm -hmm. So I that's my goal for next year. I can still back up long term stuff on hard drives, but I want to make sure every normal drive hooked up to this PC is an SSD. SSD sure are like the best thing to happen to computers anytime <laughs> recently. Uh, and it will stay that way until Intel whips out the giant dick and starts doing the CPUs with the RAM directly on the die. Jesus. Yeah, once they start doing that, the 32 gigs of HBM or whatever, that is when it'll be the first decent upgrade since SSDs, in my opinion. Um, speaking of which, man, Xenoblade, it would sure be cool if that was on some sort of system with <laughs> some cool compression technology. It loads fine, except for when it doesn't. 
That seems to be every Switch game nowadays, actually. They seem to have fixed a lot of it, and then it's like, but sometimes... Yeah, and then occasionally you just go... God. And you just caveman SpongeBob as you go, what is it doing? Is it dead? What do you mean it's loading? God. Now I'm remembering things in Devil's Third where you run through hallways and the texture didn't would load in. Like it'd just yeah. be textureless for a is while. It, sure was seven. Is that an Unreal 3 game? Yes. I'm almost certain it's Unreal. It does seem like something that would be Unreal. Let me put it this way. And I, I'm pretty confident in saying this. If Devil's Third isn't an Unreal Engine 3 game, then they also would have lost the lawsuit and got countersued. <laughs> just like too human. Oh my god. It doesn't look as much like Unreal as Unreal. No, it, to it totally does. There are a lot of ways where it's just like, you know Unreal Engine 3 is the only engine that fucks up in this exact way, right? <laughs> it just doesn't have the exact skin texture that I expect from Unreal Engine. They though. don't take the silhouette of a football player. <laughs> And then go, everyone looks like him. <laughs> and they're all not the wet, shiny in the exact same way. That's true. <laughs> they figured that out over the course of 10 years. Because, <laughs> you know, two humans development sometime around 2005, 2007. Mm -hmm. Devil's Third comes out in 2015. Jesus. Yeah, every time I think about that, I'm like, Jesus Christ. <sighs> anyway. I also played Vampire Survivors. I, Real quick, how's the up? new PC treating you? Did you get to? You said you played Overwatch. You said you did other stuff elsewise. Is it like real snappy? It really is good. It's snappy and it works. And that's the main thing of like, I want something I can be confident and will continue to work because I was getting onto the last leg of that last PC. I was like, you doing okay, buddy? Yeah. You ramping up fans for no reason all the time, buddy? Did you install the 1080 Ti? I did install the 1080 Ti. It yeah. seems to be fine. Hell yeah. Nice. You got a real gamer GPU now. Apparently. That shit's as powerful, roughly as powerful as a PS5 when it comes to normal raster performance. So you'll Ooh. probably be fine for a while. That's kind of crazy. Uh, you know who just got a 4090? Jeff Gerstman. Oh, yeah? <laughs> you know what GPU came from? A 3090. Oh. He's like, yeah, so I booted up uh, this game. It didn't run great on my 3090 and uh, didn't run great on my 4090. I genuinely don't know what to check out anymore to see how much better this GPU is. It seems about the same. Like, yeah, yeah well, you, you already you had just bought the top of the market. What do you expect when yeah. you go up one well, gen of the top of the market? That's not true, Bob. If you recall, at the beginning of this year, they made a 3090TR. Uh, <sighs> 3090Ti for people we call suckers. <laughs> womp, womp. And then they just become the sucker like that looney tunes bit <laughs> yes <laughs> literally all of them because if you are informed enough and on the edge enough to get a 3090 ti you also should have been informed enough to know motherfucker that shit is getting replaced soon we knew by the time they launched that so you're just a motherfucker looking to burn money so at least he didn't have a 3090 ti but it's crazy hearing jeff gersman pc gamer Sitting there going, I got the new top-of-the-line GPU, and I literally cannot see the performance difference. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I don't know what a CPU is. Maybe a CPU is holding a bet, but I really doubt it. Right. Admittedly, part of the problem was he wanted to use the... Uh, he wanted to use Callisto Protocol as a way of checking out the <sighs> difference in that game. He's like, that game sure runs like shit on my 4090, too. Because <laughs> the PC version's <laughs> fucked. Oh. 
Finally, I can play all these games in the highest possible fidelity at the highest frame rates. Looks and sees that it's an Unreal Engine 4 game and therefore has shader compilation issues. This goes, no, it turns to dust. Unreal Engine 4 uses PSO stutter and then his PC turns to light and disappears in his arms. (laughs) No! I just, I feel like that's everybody at Digital Foundry right now where they're just like gripping their desk so hard it's almost cracking. They're like... (laughs) <laughs> They're like, it doesn't matter how good how good hardware I have. It has the stutters. Every game has stutters. Every game stutters. A uh, <laughs> uh, member of the Gigaboots fan discord was talking about, man, Alex looks really rough this episode of the DF Weekly. He must have been so upset over the Callisto stuff. I feel bad for him. And I'm like. I'm sure they're projecting somewhat. <laughs> There's no way it's this bad. And then I watched that they kind of undersold it. And I'm like, oh, my God. One, he's right to be this upset. Two, I feel genuinely bad for him. Three, we have now successfully underscored the major plight of PC gamers right now. It is important that this is he- held in this high and heavy of a regard. The next week he goes, it's- uh, a lot of theories on why I looked so upset last week. I was just tired. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no, it's- don't roll it back. This is important. <laughs> it's wild that there's two genres of PC gamers right now. There's the ones who have the 4019 are like, it, it didn't fix the stutters. It didn't fix the stutters. We're, we're not moving forward <laughs> fast enough. We have, we're not evolving. And then there's the ones that are like, what, what are these fucking recommended specs for Returnal? I haven't upgraded my PC in four years. Why is it not as good as these massive leap forward consoles? Yeah, that sure is the... It is weird how we split off into these two crowds on PC gaming, because if you were a real PC gaming enthusiast, uh, you would probably be viscerally aware of how long it's been since you upgraded your PC. And if you were a toxic PC MR guy, you should probably just be aware of how powerful the consoles were and then literally buy a GPU that's one step up so you can be indignant. Yeah, that's, that's usually all the, you have the- to spend. <laughs> just have a little bit extra to be like, oh... It- I have a 2080. (laughs) Like, that's impressive. It is very strange. Like, I'm honestly surprised I don't see more insufferable memes about, like, these weirdly eugenics-y posts about how the PC Master Race was diluted by it becoming affordable for 10 years. Mm Mm-hmm. Because before, like, 2010, you look into buying a PC, and and the, the, the thing is... You are going to spend much more than a console, but it will be better. And then it like how much more expensive it was just kept fucking going down mm-hmm. until these new consoles came out. And then they were an enormous leap forward. So you actually have to shell out a decent amount of money to get better performance than them if you're starting from nothing. Yeah, it was really weird. Um this is super complicated, and I would really love someone to do a, a super in-depth video about this. But I feel like, as as a person who's not had money most of his life and still sweats a shitload about it now, uh, patreon.com slash <laughs> Um, I feel like very early on, PC gaming was insanely expensive. And then it just got a little bit cheaper and a little bit cheaper and a little bit cheaper. And then the performance started out, like, started taking off so fast. We really got that Moore's Law benefit during 7th gen Mm -hmm. that by the end of that gen, 
you could buy what was arguably a piece of shit <laughs> and just get a good experience compared to consoles for a good while there. And it's only now that the consoles are making progress again that it's like, sorry, guys, we got to go back to the old ways. This GPU can barely run this game, but it has ray tracing. $1,600, please. <laughs> and that's how it feels to me, right? Yeah, it's like, like, like you can buy three PS5s. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then put their frames together. <laughs> and now the game's 90. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's 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 really weird. When's that mode coming to uh, Gran Turismo 7? <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, I want ray tracing on three PS3s or PS5s networked. Um. But yeah, no, it's it's a very weird transition we've made. And yeah, I do think through that, like Chris was saying, the price got so low to outperform consoles mm -hmm. that you sort of did get a little bit of dilution of the Master Race blood to involve a lot of people who have. And, you know, I can't. There's no world in which I can say this as somebody who's made of money because I'm really not. Uh but it, 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 a lot of people started getting injecting into the PCMR space that have, frankly, no right <laughs> to be there. You know, like the PC, the PC Master Race used to be people who legitimately like you would expect they also drew, drove sports cars. Like they would also spend way too much money mm -hmm. because they had too much money. You know, they were like military brats or literal GIs who just had no living costs because. They lived on the military barracks. And right. so their disposable income ratio is something like 99%. Right. Yeah. Or just like really upper middle class people who could, who can afford like a jet ski or whatever. Yeah. And there was all, also, again, before like 2010, it was like, unless you build it yourself, you're getting entirely washed. And now that isn't as much the case because there's a lot, because a lot more people got into PC gaming with it being more affordable and many more places that would pre build for you popped up so they had to lower their margins in competition yes the prices to performance are great now now it's just customer service and reliability that's completely <laughs> fucked i i think that is actually an easily observable trend of system integrators over time mm. where it's like but you that, could, that was that like it was unheard of to buy a pre-built pc in like 2008 unless you were just so unfathomably wealthy um Trying to think, because yeah, I, I, I used iBuyPower once around that. Yeah, I think you and Agro both used iBuyPower back then, but like maybe 2008 was like the the in the tail end of it. Because I remember like wanting to get a PC like right when Seventh Gen started. Because I'm like, what what's wrong with these games? I'm gonna say some shit that'll make sense to no one, but if they know what I'm talking about, if they actually know, it's gonna horrify them. They didn't exactly get the smartest equipment in their pre-build PCs. I mean, Agro, and this is no fault of his own. This is my fault. He got a Pentium D. So, like, maybe that's a part of it. Maybe he got his for cheap because his, his design goals were that and uh, green. <laughs> uh, so, anyway... Maybe that was a part it's, of it. I don't remember what I, Bob's PC was back then. I didn't really know. Yeah, I don't. I only know. Either. I only know the PCs I built for me, Agro, and Lily when we were roommates. After this, significantly, I, I literally knew a person 
like mm-hmm. out of high school. This was like 2007, 2008, who bought a pre-built and knew nothing about PCs at all. So all they did was like, I'll I'll look at the prices and pick the component that is one step above the average on everything. <laughs> there are worse systems. Yeah, I guess. But, but that's... I would like to know uh, that that Pentium D PC is the um, <clears throat> that's the brother who's that's that's the PC whose dumbass brother hooked up a hard drive while it was on. Oh, mm. like one internal one. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it, inconceivable. As someone but, who failed to peel the PC once, that was still inconceivable to me. Then I'm like, that's an internal part. Name any machine you've ever operated where it's okay to t- hook up internal parts while it's on. <laughs> anyway. The fuck were so, we talking about? But th- th- that just is... Uh, <laughs> the point I was trying to get to is like the PC... Like the PC Master Race guys lost the... Okay, we can... W- our community... We have a gated community because our fence is made of gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they lost that. And then they also lost... It being like you having to know how to build a PC. Yeah, they and then and then in another way, they kind of lost having the premium experience to the consoles because, quite frankly, when you have to worry about shader compilation stutter. Yeah, no, when you don't yeah, have that, that anymore. Right now, yeah. right now, PC is worse off than consoles, and there there are people right now who are gnawing through a leather belt to avoid having to admit it. Yes. Yeah, I think um, that was like the worst time for PC gaming maybe ever. You basically described most of Digital Foundry staff um, <laughs> because they believe in the spirit of PC to the extent that Richard Ledbetter thinks if if Steam made a, a, a Steam machine again, you know, the Steam Deck, he feels like is conducive and supplemental to the PC experience and is still in the ethos of it. But he believes if they make a Steam machine again, that will somehow not be because a fixed spec is not PC. This was a confounding perspective he espoused last week. I was just like, that's really interesting. I don't know why you feel that way. I think a lot would, of people it, would be really interested in a PC that has a fixed spec so you can download pre-compiled shaders like you do on the Steam Deck. I think a lot of people it, would be interested in that. That, that is very bizarre because the most... Like, obviously, there's a lot of PC Master Race guys into the Steam Deck, mm-hmm. but I also see a lot of normal people who are like, I want to play these things on PC and not deal with a PC at all. Yes, and I think that would get you closer than anything else you could get as a PC, but once again, I cannot in any world recommend a normal human get a thing like the Steam Deck. Because you you can go and watch our Steam Deck stream. If you really want to know what it's like to own one of those, it's like, oh, it says it's playable. I hit the boost button. It's now 10 frames a second. Oh, it says it's playable. Uh, it is just loaded to some weird authentication key thing, which I guess before was dependent on some Windows hook that isn't there. Uh, yeah, Steam Deck's neat. Uh, you know, whatever. Anyway. Yeah. What a great time to be. As somebody with a 4090 right now, yeah, I, I sure wish Valkyrie Elysium would lock 60 frames per second. Looks fucking awesome in 4K. And when I look at Bob's poo poo version on the <laughs> PS5, yeah, which is how I literally feel about it. Like, 
Don't worry, it also doesn't lock 60. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it gets way closer on PC. But uh, I sure fucking hate temporal anti-aliasing. Uh, anti mm. It really does just make everything melty and blurry. And it is the worst part of Xenoblade 3. But at the same time, I have to credit that for the fact it doesn't look as blurry as 2. So, fucking cursed ass bullshit anyways the ps5 version has temporal aa i can turn it off on pc and be fine hey bob hey what else did you play i also played vampire survivors um remember when he was leading into that and then, <laughs> and then we went off an entire tangent about gp it's, how's that going bob um, wait, wait first what did you play it on i played it on pc because it was like three dollars i'm not gonna boot up my xbox to say it's three dollars <laughs> <laughs> This was going to be a statement about it's $3. The dev can have it. No, <laughs> I will pay $3 to not boot an Xbox. Okay. I, I will probably buy it and throw them uh, money for that DLC that's coming soon. Or might already be out. I forget it's, out. it's already out. It, it came out today. I almost picked it up. But <laughs> Holy shit. It's $2 for the DLC. Disgust. Fucking outrage. I think it, somewhere in the marketing, it's like exorbitantly priced. <laughs> Cancel this man. Bob. How's your experience with Vampire Survivors? It's neat. Mm. It's the game where um, we talked about it some other week. You just it's all got really simplistic looking 2D graphics. You walk around auto shooting, killing hundreds of monsters of Castlevania elk. Mm -hmm. It has a really slow start. I feel like level one, they they debuff your speed by like half. And the, the whole thing is like you're supposed to survive for 30 minutes mm -hmm. and then it kind of kills you automatically almost mm -hmm. and you're supposed to get a bunch of points before that and you get more points by getting more kills and even surviving this argument involves you like leveling up your character a ton um so that first level is a little rough but you get at, you get past it after like a couple runs so maybe like an hour or so in you get to move past that and i feel like the game really picks up and you can't you just start unlocking more levels lock more characters that have different like stat buffs and start with a different weapon um and then I you feel start, like uh, getting the evolutions, which are cool. Yeah, if you get like a weapon and combine it with a certain item, like there's items that buff your stats and weapons that have different literal attack patterns. And if you level them up to max, they will fuse and make a super weapon. Cool. And it's like, OK, that's fun to find. So I think there's like maybe eight or ten really fun hours of that where you're constantly unlocking new things and seeing new stuff. And then it starts becoming cryptic. And I kind of lost interest. Like, mm. it got to the point where I unlocked a stage. I played it true. It ends after 15 minutes. And then I'm like, well, then what do I do? And I look up online. It's like, oh, you should have beaten that stage with one of these three starter characters. Like, why would I ever be playing them again? So I have to do that to even get something that resembles an ending. And then that unlocked, you know, to go do random stuff in other levels. And I'm like, I don't. I don't care that much. I played another there, five hours and I was like, this is kind of rough. Okay. There is a point where you, where it's just impossible to figure out what you're unlocking. Yeah. Without a guy. You even unlock a menu that tells you what the unlocks are. And I'm like, this is still cryptic. Why'd you do this? <laughs> it's like, I don't <laughs> do this thing in stage one. I was like, I have no idea what that is. You made these gigantic levels. I'm not going to find a river in this like mile plus. That I can traverse. You know, you played it on PC. Mm -hmm. Chris, you played it on Xbox? Question mark? Yes. I guess that means I'm going to have to play it on my phone. 
because it's, <laughs> well, it's on free phones. on your phone exactly oh my is it my phone which is the wallpaper valkyrie elysium face stairs <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i'm gonna have to you know because because we're we're probably gonna have a category that's uh you know mobile game of the year presented by dan and dan alone the competitions jetpack joyride point p and vampire survivors yeah and then i'm like i'm nominating arc knights a game i got into for this category three days ago (laughs) (laughs) fuck man it's it's really too bad the ending of point p gameplay wise not the story ending that you get to see when you beat the game but how to beat the game is the downside the singular downside in that game that game's really good anyways if you wanted to continue on vampire survivors i i, th- I feel like that's it i okay. also played a tiny bit of hollow cure the vampire survivors spin-off spin-off knock off, knockoff knock yeah more accurate yeah you, that seems like it might be way better but i need to put more time into it because in you all, vampire you also Su- played the forespoken demo didn't you i did we're not there yet please <laughs> You have no idea what I'm up against. <laughs> I I'm super excited for people to talk about Forspoken the demo. I'm really sad that uh Agra is not here. Yeah, no, it's unfortunate. I, I feel like having his input on this would be fun. Yeah. So I feel like his his opinion of it's going to be way different from me and Chris. Yeah, and then we get Eric to play the demo, and we and then and then I don't play the demo, and you guys say your perspectives on it. I go. Yeah, I'm not touching that game. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, what did you play other than the Forspoken demo? I found they had that demo section last week on for the Game Awards. They That's put that true. up. So mm-hmm. I finally got to play those. Cool. I actually played them while Dr. Iger was here. Okay. Those are literally games we would have played in 7th Gen for quick plays of one-off indie games that mm-hmm. were terrible. Yeah. All of them. Every demo that released. And it's worth noting, he told me this after we finished the Devil's Third stream, and I was like, dude, we could have just recorded some quick plays and put them up. It would have been so nostalgic. So, Bramble. That even sounds like one. I know, right? Um, it uses It's set in a like, dark fairy tale universe, but it plays like a limbo knockoff, uh, but with a realistic art style, so you just walk around slowly doing uh, platforming puzzles that can hardly be considered that. <laughs> Okay, Bob, how much is Bramble's... I need to stay off the mic so that way it sounds like one of our old videos. <laughs> okay, Bob, how much... What's the MSRP for Bramble? I don't know. Also, uh, I need to sound uh, uh, congested because our old mic's so bad. Everyone sounds like they have, like, sinus problems. <laughs> yeah, they did kind of sound like that. That was weird. I think, I think a part of that just comes from having the table right underneath the mic. Oh, yeah, that probably did. I, th- I think that's... Very good effects. I'm sure that's part of it. But it is really funny when people are like, Dan, your voice changed so much for Beck that I'm like, not that much. <laughs> that is definitely a mic issue. Um, so that was really bad. Okay. Thank you, Bob. <laughs> um, then there was You Suck at Parking, which is literally like if Calling All Cars was about parking. This game graphically looks like it wants to be Calling All Cars. It doesn't look quite as good, though. That's funny because I feel like Calling All Cars didn't want to look like Calling All Cars. I know, right? Um, you should... Remembering Calling All Cars like this 
has stuck in my head this image of David Jaffe I cannot find. I believe it's real, but I couldn't <laughs> find it. Bob's like, I have an image of David Jaffe in my brain, and I believe it's a real image. I could have sworn at E3 or some other press event, they had a trailer for hit of it where they introduced it was him in a old-fashioned prison outfit. Yeah, black and white stripes. Black and white stripes behind bars. And I was like, that's a great image. I need that. I need to show David Chappie being locked up. <laughs> but it's... I can't find it. Is it a PlayStation Network exclusive trailer? Do we need to boot up the oh PS3? Because I bet that's it. I bet that's you what's know, up. You know what's going to make that really fucking hard to find? <laughs> uh... <laughs> One of the major figures in the Stanford prison experiment was named David Jaffe. <laughs> I'm going to trust it's not the same one because that doesn't line up. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think David Jaffe is uh, 75. <laughs> right. Uh, there was also a demo for Season. A game that showed up at several different uh, events over the last few years. Ha, ah, this person in chat was gloating that they were the only one who played Season. Don't you feel dumb? <laughs> I don't miss a demo. <laughs> Bob's like, I'll eat this. This tastes like shit. Eats more. Uh, all the trailers for this kind of made me kind somewhat interested. It just They always had serious narration while uh, someone biked around a large environment. Um, in the game or in real life? In the game. Okay. And... It had like a neat art style, and I thought that it might be interesting to see an open world game done by an indie like this. Oh, is that the is that the game that was like basically like oh seasons they're like death and yes. life itself? Yes, it is that. Where is, I was really interested in the aesthetic and the tone a bit, but then they started showing gameplay, and I was like, oh boy, yeah. So how's that? It's, how is that? It's real bad. They don't give you that bike until the demo ends. Um, so the old demo is walking around this town scrapbooking <laughs> is it the, the character talks about death and the various things about their the culture of this town and it's like oh man this is bad this is really bad uh, but yeah you literally take pictures and then you open up your scrapbook and put them in there and it's like there's no there's nothing behind like how well you scrapbooked or anything either it's just like you sure do put these pictures in here you can even tape in audio you record and like Okay, sure. It was it was dire. <laughs> I was, just, you know, I was sitting there playing Xenoblade Three, mm -hmm. and as I'm sitting here thinking about like Xenoblade Two came out really early in the Switch's life, and they were doing the remaster of one. I'm just playing Xenoblade Three, and I'm like, I wonder what inspired devs like the ones behind Death Door and Xenoblade Three to make a all these death navel gazing sort of subject matter and it's like well Xenoblade 3 is about you know capitalism basically like if you want to brutally summarize mm -hmm. and I'm just like I wonder what event in the past three years would give you a doom death centric navel gazing approach to viewing capitalism I wonder what could have happened so anyways I bet I bet season will be uncontested in the genre of games about death and navel gazing <laughs> It's really bad because on the AAA front, you have all these other games. But then when you, it's indie scale, I just think of Death Door. And it's really hard to top yeah, Death's that, Door that, that and door how it handles it. It was excellent, yeah. I really appreciate the devs talking about 
when it came to writing that, they really just made it about being honest about the subject matter, and that was it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't about being overly po- poetic or overly positive or anything else, just honest. And I feel like that's going to ruin me for so many <laughs> other games. <laughs> did Did anything prose-wise strike a chord with you no okay when it's really hard to pull off when the entire thing is just an inner monologue like that's so hard to actually have something be good and poignant feeling that's true yeah i think it's the conversations in xenoblade mm -hmm. it's definitely the conversations in xenoblade that make it worth that make it period end of statement same goes for Death's Door. It's when you have the conversations, the eulogies in that game mm-hmm. and all that other stuff that explores the subject matter. When a character monologues about something, it often comes off as incredibly pretentious and really obnoxious. Um, yeah. Is that how that went? <laughs> that sure is how that went. All right. All right. It really hit me here when they said, you hear that? You hear that, Noah? Lance <laughs> wants something a bit matey It really hit me here. It's about capitalism, anyways. <laughs> it hit me so, here in the doodad. <laughs> oh, that really hit me right here in the doodad. Bob, that really... That, that, uh, I would say that bums me out, but there was a certain point we hit in those trailers where we were like, that's yeah. what that's going to be. Yeah, no, I, I didn't have a lot of confidence, but I was hoping that it would be able to do something, at least offer me an interesting way to explore a world. Mm-hmm. And this is like, the demo doesn't even let you use the bicycle, mm-hmm. which is the only thing that I had hoped for. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, maybe there's something in there, but I won't go in, not after the demo. <laughs> mm. Did you play anything else? I played the first Spoken demo. So did I. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> what, Dan? Come on. My glass is empty. I gotta get more water. Okay. That's important. Unlike construction. We'll wait politely. <laughs> we shouldn't wait politely. That's rude to the audience. <laughs> Maybe they'll learn a lesson. Maybe okay, I'll talk about I'll talk about a minor ways. part of this demo. Um Unless I just got some bizarre glitch, the demo defaults to easy. No, it does default to easy. I turned it to normal because I wanted to find out. I should not have. <laughs> it, it sure seems like uh, maybe they uh, realized some things about that game and were like, maybe the taste people get should, maybe we should slip some sugar in here and there so they don't know what it actually tastes like. Yeah, high level. I like the idea of playing a maid with a ridiculously huge arsenal of spells to throw it out at all times. A whole spell set probably should not be melee attacks that feel really bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This dance like I'm gonna. I'm just not gonna hook my headphones up. <laughs> I don't want to even just gonna unplug this and knock away. I don't even want to hear distant echoey statements about Forspoken. Uh, there is a mo- option to turn off the uh, the incessant dialogue between the characters. 
Did you turn it off, Bob? Or are you like, I have to see their vision? I'll tell you what I did. I went to make that Photoshop of turning it to Bubsy mode. Mm-hmm. And uh, to do that, I turned it to high. Because that's the fewest number of letters you can have in that field. And then I left it on high. <laughs> cool. That's I, great. I left it on normal and was... And not only is all of it like the worst Hollywood shit where it's like she hits somebody with a spell and goes, sorry, not sorry. Yeah. I, I honestly offended this get to compare, to compare it to stuff like God of War. It's like, no. God of War, they talk to each other and tell stories. This is literally, says she says a quip, and the other guy acts indignant. And it's that's like, it. it's, imagine, oh my god, oh no, I shouldn't have realized this, oh, this is bad, um, I was gonna say, they come off like a really shitty version of, uh, Nier and Grimoire Weiss, from mm. Nier, from Nier Replicant, and then I realized, Oh God, you have to fight these five, like these, this, I don't know how many there are. I assume there's, there's five, these five evil super women, which is the plot of Drake and guard three. Uh-huh. So this is like Hollywood screenwriter Yoko Taro game. Oh, don't, I don't want to compare it to that. Cause that just isn't fair. When, when do you say a league of five, uh, super evil evil super women all i could think about is like the league of five extraordinarily badass bitches like they're just like some weird inversion of that like that's what it is it's like oh because this i have no idea where this chunk of the game is because it's obviously some ways in because when you start they 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 literally you you hit press and start and it goes soul reapers (laughs) yeah it gives you a gigantic trailer i just skipped it because it was going for minutes so they so I assume and and you have an extra set of spells, which is from one of these super women. Which so I assume that what will happen is every time you beat one, you you steal her magic. Mm-hmm. But the plot is like, yeah, there's these five super badass matriarchs who who became evil. So so you uh, forspoken girl have to go have to go own them. And, it's, and, and, and just the combination of, okay, this is really shitty near and Grimoire Weiss, and you have to beat the five evil superwomen. It's like, oh no, this is really hacky. Someone compared the voice in your head to like a knockoff of the Iron Man computer. What, what's it called? Jarvis? And that, yeah. that, that, like, that hit way too close to home for me. I was like, oh man, that's real. Well, this is well, just it, bad it, Jarvis. It was just, it, it just reminded me of Grimoire Weiss again because he's, he's Liam O'Brien. Oh God. So it's already a very similar sounding, like, scoldy type proper voice. Mm. Except, except it's not, except it's not as good because a screenwriter won't have the bracelet collar a stupid whore. No. Like, Grimoire, Grimoire Weiss throws that out all the time. So I didn't expect to head into this and like you guys say things that would make me more repelled by this game. Mm hmm. Because my status is already I'm not going to play it and I don't think it's a good idea to stream it. Right. Yeah, no. But you've already said shit that was beyond my expectations to an extent that I'm like, I'm really I just 
No. I hate that that I, Resident Evil series came out last year, because now I can't even look at the character without being like, it sure is her from that awful show I watched. <laughs> oh, yeah, it sure is. Yeah. I, I have to make the most insane comparison about this game that we'll okay. pro- any, either of us will probably make. Uh, for one, this is a fucking Ubisoft game. Like, you have Ubisoft Towers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an open world thing, because that's I guess that's the Luminous Engines team's specialty now even though they make made the worst open world game ever made final fantasy 15 <laughs> i don't i don't i don't know why it would be like well, what that we found all your weak points now we're going to make them stronger by focusing on them i think that the now entire the... idea was that engine was making it open world game so of course it has to be but it doesn't have the road making technology developed for that game so i don't understand why they did it <laughs> I I really really enjoyed the digital foundry video about Forspoken where they're just like it has the instant loading from the PS5 that's really impressive it might be the fastest loading of any of the PS5 games where fast travels 1.3 seconds mm-hmm. but elsewise it doesn't look like a next gen game at all it does not show well in comparison to any next gen exclusive and then he says, yeah, the internal resolution of the game in performance mode is like 940p. That checks out. With temporal upscaling Jesus to 4K. Christ. The Luminous engine or does not run good. No. It is not yeah. an efficient engine. Yeah. Uh, That's all so, I can so think about. about. The, about this comparison. So there's like a fort, because it's like a Ubisoft game. It's like, defeat yeah. all the enemies in the fort to liberate this fort. The fort, I feel like it has no like props in it at all. Like, it's just like castle walls around nothing. <laughs> That's I, really funny. I think there were a couple barrels in their field. Come on. They had to have explosive <laughs> what, barrels. What, what it reminded me of was Chaos Legion on the PS2. Okay. Where, once again, I, I came in here not wanting to play the game, and you have said some shit. I wish that I'm sorry, playing Chaos Legion music. That would help us yeah, so it, much. It, it, it'd oh. be good if it had if it had good music at all. Yeah, but it's just this feels so hollow. It's like a sixth gen game where it's like we don't have the at resources. We're really trying to give you the impression of a medieval fort more than actually making one. Yeah, it is weird but, how but the empty the whole world game. feels. <laughs> Multiple times I looked down and was like, oh, this is a great Skyrim mod. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now that you've played the demo, do yourself a favor. Go back and watch the reveal trailer, which looks way better visually. Oh, no. Yeah, there's clearly something up with the lighting, too. Everything always looks dark and drab, and I think that's a big part of it. it was like, if I could... Like, no matter what, if I turn her towards the camera, I can hardly see her. Like, she's always cast in shadow that shouldn't be there. It's well, that's because at the end, they're going to do the face reveal, and it's Noctis. <laughs> God. Uh... <laughs> That doesn't surprise me at all. If somebody said, hey, do you think the Luminous Engine probably fucks up lighting? I'd go, yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I yeah, feel like there's some stuff in there that might look good if I could see it. <laughs> and Bob's playing Doom 3 again. <laughs> yes! It, I, I, I... Like, I have to assume this is actually representative of the game. I can't imagine they picked the worst section of the entire game in every regard to make this demo. They did make a demo that for some reason has no story events. It's literally just go play side quests that are bad. Well, they don't want to give away any of the story in the uh, in the demo, I guess. Here's our demo for our ice cream. It pours out a cup full of sprinkles. <laughs> yeah. Eat it. That's, yeah, I'm like, that's it's... also 
That's also how all the Final Fantasy 15 demos were. So it must just be some brain disease that studio has. That's not really true because there was that one demo that even had Carbuncle in it. That was way cooler than the actual game. Yeah, it was like it had an <laughs> exclusive story only for the demo. Yeah. Oh, that yeah, was... there's that thing. But I'm thinking of like the the the, the demo, real where, demo you, yeah. where you hunt the behemoth, the behemoth, the behemoth, the behemoth. Yeah. I do remember what you're talking about. It concludes in uh, them being like, oh shit, Rama or something, and then it ends. Yeah, you have, they have to get Rama to kill the behemoth so they can sell its horn to fix their fucking car. Yep. <laughs> what a game. Yeah, I don't... Um, did you try to fight the bonus boss, Bob? Yeah, the gator. That, that was when I was like, oh, this is one of those games, uh, we were talking earlier about games that seem fine and they're like, time to be hard. And it, the game is no longer fine. <laughs> Forspoken is 100% going to be those game, that one of those games. Yeah, okay. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Because okay. there's even enemies with shields and you have to like do a thing to make them lose the shield and they'll just regrow the shield eventually. Yeah, they, they try and telegraph attacks now by having like a big cursor show up on the enemy, which is somewhat okay, but then it feels like the attacks keeps, keep going. And it's hard to tell what is an attack and isn't because it's just I, this this gator moving around and then you I take damage sometimes. I don't so. understand how dodging works in this game. It Very. seems like it seems like you dodge automatically sometimes, but it uses a resource sometimes. You can turn on auto dodging in the menu, too. Yeah, I assume that maybe you have to press the button and hold it to get the auto dodge like Final Fantasy 15. Oh, maybe. Maybe that's the deal. And, but the tutorial does not explain it well. It just explains it as a, as, a, as a sidestep. But sometimes I don't sidestep. I do this big flip and completely evade it. Yeah, it's real weird. It's, it's crazy how Tabata's best game will still remain third birthday. I just, <laughs> I just wanted to throw that out right now. Uh, it... It also has, it feels like this game is going to have way too much shin in it. Maybe because the actual game isn't very impressive. Way too much what in it? Stuff. Just shit. Oh, just okay, stuff. Okay. Yeah. I heard chin. And every, I was like, <laughs> every spell has a challenge associated with it that will make the spell stronger. So it'll be something like, for this spell, attack 35 times while doing magical parkour, which is what they call like you holding the button to the vault over shit with magic or um or like knock down 15 enemies using this specific spell or kill 15 enemies while using magic they're weak to mm -hmm. i think that stuff is neat but it should probably just always be active you have to literally go activate which one yeah, of these you have quests to you want to go them. for which is like, but I would just do these naturally if you just let them all be active and then I'd done a lot of cool stuff as I play. Also, also since, since the two skill trees we have have like 20 nodes on them each, and I assume we're getting at least three or four, mm -hmm. maybe even more Consider if, if you get the spells from each, from each villain. It's like, are you going to give me like 150 spells I have access to? That seems insane. Yeah, I think that's that's the one positive to this game. Playing as a wizard has insane amount of spells. Now, if they made her likable or just cool in some way, that would have been nice. I Yeah, it it's that really shitty Hollywood writing where at least in all the dialogue in this demo, it's demo, it's just them being shitty to each other. Mm-hmm. 
I, I'm uh, just going to throw out there. If Agra was here, I'm pretty sure he'd be more positive about the game than oh, yeah. uh, he, Bob or Chris. Because I talked to him while playing, and he seems like he really likes it and so, like it's fine. So I'm predicting this now because I think this is very funny. Game of the year this year, Agro's top contender probably or in the top four will be Horizon Forbidden West next year. Number one for Spoken. <laughs> They're going to release a Ratchet I, and Clank game, and he'll go, no, no, the, the no, fucking Force I think, I think, I think the story of this game is going to be rancid. Because for Probably. fuck's sake, Gary Witt is writing it. Probably. And Amy Hennig, but we're required to give her a pass until this game comes out, and then she will no longer have any passes. <laughs> Fair. Um, okay, I want to talk about something. Hmm. They put the parkour button you hold at all times on circle i was gonna bring this up i know exactly what you're about to say that's wrong assassin's creed one figured out that button is somewhere else that needs to be on a shoulder there's no reason for it not to be yeah i mean usually we have the problem of the other way where people make concessions like that to such an extent that it stops like, you know, what was it? What game were we playing where it was like the shoot button is gun grave mm. where it's like you're going to want to aim and shoot. And it's like, yeah, but it feels good to shoot with square. Usually we have that level of conceding too much for the sake of having it be accessible while aiming. What the hell? Yeah. Why are we holding circle? Yeah, this is a game where it's all about running around and shooting dudes. Why is that? on Is circle? this infamous second son? Did you not know that that was a mistake then? <laughs> I don't now, okay, there's an additional layer to this. There's a, there's a skill you can buy that uh, allows you to move much faster during magical parkour. It involves hitting the X button each time you touch the ground. So you have to hold circle and tap X as you bound across the ground. I Maybe did not unlock that one. Jesus. It should have been a fucking shoulder button. Yeah, oh you, Chad, you, you, Chad, you cannot pay me enough to play this game. Oh. No way. Mm-mm. Why? Not happening. Yeah, and they, no. of course, like all of the games that make some egregious error with the control scheme, you cannot adjust it in any way. <laughs> That's so nuts. Oh my God. Okay. <sighs> um. Real quick, just doing a check-in. Uh, are you still getting the game at launch? No. Oh, oh <laughs> shit. I th- didn't realize that was the answer. Um, I would... Yeah, no, it just doesn't feel good enough. I'm still curious. I still want to see the different abilities, because there are... She gets lots of powers. And it's fun, the, the thought of getting all those powers and seeing all what you can do. But it's just not worth it. I okay. I feel like once it drops down, maybe... Uh, Chris, what's your deal? Uh, n- no, not unless uh, I try to get it through Rainmaker or something, and they're like, sure. Yeah, I guess that's an option. Man. There's a lot of but, the stuff with customization, too. Like, you get a ton of different crafting systems and ways to upgrade your, your cloak and your nails and all of that. There's a ton of different equipment that seems like it's got neat systems around it but i wish that this demo gave me anything of the story instead of just having me sit there was they sure equip a lot is there going to be any story here that's worth watching or playing at least my god 
Sony really picked themselves a dub here, huh? Uh, I I don't even think like the the magic parkour feels that great because you I, I should just hold the button and run over things, but there's a lot of things like I can't run up a vertical wall. Yeah, which I assume you'll get some ability that makes that easier later on because I already during the demo unlocked an, another ability where you can like you get one jump up the wall like you can jump off the wall once and go back um, um but that did not feel good I couldn't find it Bob could you find a way to fly in this in this demo like they showed in a bunch of trailers no again I assume because like the run fast ability comes from the fire magic so I assume you'll keep unlocking more traversal stuff as you go <laughs> or or every flying moment's a set piece. Or that. But yeah, I just, I just like Killzone Shadowfall. <laughs> that was a really cool set piece, though. Made for a great intro to that spoiler caster review. Oh, what a cool God. intro. What a not. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's important to have people who fundamentally disagree with the game engage for it engage with it for content i don't know though it comes out in january i feel like they should it feels like a game might by people who had not played third person shooters or open world games much at all japan yeah which is very fitting but it doesn't make something quirky and interesting this time instead it just makes a version that feels kind of bad in a lot of ways I mean, you've described the experience of playing Final Fantasy 15. Yeah. I, I really thought that they Final Fantasy 15 time. being so fucked up in Hollow was because they made it in two years. This tool but set no. is to blame for most of the fucking thing. This engine never should have made another game. Them, them trying to rationalize it as, well, we spent enough money to make this engine. We better break even by... We're ruining another game yeah when the cost is sunken right I, I also don't understand why but she has a regular walking mode like where she's feels terrible control if you're not of holding course. that circle button yeah, she's walking around there? like a normal person and jumps like a normal person and it's like why is it in the game uh because they needed to implement it for walk and talk and then they thought well this is a good enough normal walk speed animation <laughs> it's like she walks way too slow she has a she even has a run in that mode that's just like pathetically slow. It's like, why did you do you understand what you're making here? It's so fucking it's yeah, I've been pretty consistent since they announced a second game was being made on Luminous that that was a fucking mistake. I don't understand what they're doing here, and I don't think they do either. And everything you're telling me. We made all these magic effects and didn't get to use them in, in Final Fantasy XV because the magic system was incomplete in that game. So we made a whole game about that. And that's kind of how I feel. Cool. What a good idea. Uh-huh. Good lord. Jesus Christ. I Too bad Agaro's sick. Yeah. Now you get to hear his positivity on this. Maybe next week. No. <laughs> okay. I'm putting my money on no. This is aggro. We'll be lucky if he's recovered by game of the year. That's true. This, this also, like, this feels stunningly like a Western action game in some ways. Where it's mm -hmm. like, I tap the thing to do a melee attack and the character slides 15 feet across the ground towards an enemy during the animation. 
Yeah. Yeah, this shouldn't have melee combat at all. Like, it feels really bad. I think that the idea of, like, your ground spells are all shooting. And then one of the special spells in that, because there's, like, regular shoot spells and then a support spell. And one of the support spells is her just, she does this spin around with a vine that comes out of her hand. And that's fine. It's like, okay, this is wide-reaching and really quick. And it doesn't move you in a weird way. But, but then you have the melee spell school, who's like, here you have punches and a sword and, and spears. Yeah. And unfortunately, most of the enemies is this. It feels like you're weak to the fire sword. It's like, I don't want to use it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, is, it is weird how, like, at one point, like, a, just a bunch of deer ran up and wanted to start shit, and I had to kill, like, eight deer. And I'm like, are they, are they corrupted somehow? It, I'm just... <laughs> Do, do do I have to knock them down and then do the fucking glory kill on them while they're down? Yeah, they're well, corrupted really by being this? they're corrupted by being full of delicious deer jerky. <laughs> Luckily, I watched the trailers. I understand what's going on. Oh, they are infected. They are part because the excuse for the whole world being barren and empty is there is a zombie plague. So wow. this affects them. That's why you're fighting zombies. That's why you're fighting enhanced monster deer. Watch out for spoken. The world has been ravaged by a disease that allows us to not make towns or NPCs. <laughs> yes. Just like you, Valkyrie Elysium. How do you two motherfuckers keep pulling out more and more shit that makes me somehow less interested in a game I was never going to play? I, I don't understand why the devil didn't give us a town. I don't think they understand what people want to try in their RPG slash action game. All right. Uh, any other statements before we move on? Great. Glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear nothing more about Forspoken for now. Hey, Bob, did you play anything else? Luckily, no. Thank God. I'm sorry. Thank God. Uh, I don't have any other things I played, but I will note along the same tangent of Bob built a PC, uh, Second half of my audio interface stack came in. I was waiting on deck. I already had the headphone amp. I needed a desktop setup because after 16 years of using the surround sound system with only two of the speakers hooked up as a PC setup, I used it as a surround sound for a very brief time a long time ago. Um, it really does look like it's giving up the ghost. Uh, to be clear, it's, it's display where it tells me what the volume level is and other shit. Kind of died a while ago. Like, it's a little beaten up. It's supposed to... Did you know that's a backlit display? I remember that vaguely, yeah. That was a long time ago. <laughs> yes, that was a long time ago. It is, in fact, no longer. Uh, unfortunately, the DAC came in, and it's a little quirky. And the last thing I need in my life is one more quirky thing. So the uh, Chinese retailer I bought it from, I messaged to them, and I was like, hey, the thing actually showed up despite the tracking stopping updating uh, 11 days ago. It showed up out of nowhere. Uh, problem, the USB connection's uh, weird, and I want a refund. They ghosted my ass. So we're gonna, we're, I'm going to have fun with that because I totally have lots of free time. Uh, this audio quality is great, though. I'm very excited to replace the DAC with an equally capable piece of equipment because elsewise this DAC is amazing, and I'm lucky that I have this in my life because man having something you can easily reach to turn on and plug in headphones and it just works and it sounds great is super awesome anyway 
uh susie's in chat thinks they have the same surround sound as me and their backlight also died a long time ago <laughs> yeah it's uh it was a surround sound from logitech that was relatively affordable i think it was 230 dollars 180 somewhere in that range for 5.1 surround sound from about 2004 or 2005 yeah you had that thing forever yeah it, i've had you it were for in high school right yeah i've had it for uh 17 16 years yeah yeah I, I got this sometime around 2005, 2006. Uh, Ryan Secrets had it before me. He bought oh God, it. He, he bought the same model as me. I don't think he still used. Maybe he's still using it too. I don't know. His backlight went out on his too a long time ago. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that's it. All my time winning to Xenoblade 3 and is well worth it. It is a shame I didn't get to that game earlier. However, I hear from people who had more problems at launch. The game did crash on me, and it was pretty tragic, but the game uh, auto-saves, and it's only crashed, I think, twice. So that's a lot better than Pokemon, if you use a multiplayer in Pokemon. Anyways, that's it for me. Chris, what you been playing? Uh, other than Forspoken, mostly nothing, but I did stream a big chunk chunk of Signalis yesterday. Oh, cool. Man, I missed that he went live entirely. Damn it. <laughs> That game is really cool. It is a classic survival horror game, and I mean you have six inventory slots. Ooh. Uh, you are a android on a space station where shit went bad, and you may or may not be looking for your girlfriend. I'm not sure yet. Uh, they very obviously were highly inspired by Evangelion. Uh, characters look vaguely like they're wearing plug suits. They do. Here's really big kanji with a red background that takes up the whole screen multiple times. Cool. Uh, there's also some quirky shit. I don't understand what it is yet, because sometimes you'll just go to the first person mind palace and walk around and see things and read notes and then you come out of it and you you have items that you got from it huh now in the demo i played when you did this you frequently climbed in holes like silent hill 4 does that keep happening <laughs> um the the opening of the game is crawl through this hole uh here's a book about Hustur, the elder god from the <laughs> from the lovecraft mythos uh <laughs> And, and then the game, like, it hard slams to the title. Cool. But, but, but there, you have, I haven't gone in any, like, unknowable holes yet. It's been like, there's a floor in the hole, the, there's a hole in the floor here to jump down to a lower level. There hasn't been, like, here's a weird meat hole you have to go in. <laughs> go in the anus. No. Although that might come at some point because there is, there has been a couple rooms where I'm like, that's sure a big organ growth on the wall of this space station. <laughs> um, it does the it does the remake thing where it's like, if you don't burn these fucking zombies, they're gonna get back up. Oh, ah, uh, it's it's not very hard to. First of all, they give you a, a pretty good amount of ammo, so I've never felt like, oh god, I can't waste ammo on this thing. M mostly, the panic comes from oh fuck four. Uh, but yeah, I'm really enjoying it, and uh, I'm excited to to play more of it on stream. Uh, it's on Game Pass if you have that. 
uh, but I'm probably going to actually go give them money what on, a on, play, on, on PlayStation 5. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 just in the time I play, I'm like, they need, they need to get money for this. Yeah, I think that's the way I work with a ton of things on there. It's like, that's the demo, and then I play, buy it on a console I actually want to play it on. Man, I wonder if they have sales statistics that line up with that over there on Xbox. Who knows? You know what I realized I would pay, like, Nazi gold for if I had access to Nazi gold? What's that? The statistics on uh, what the preferences are set for at the PS5 OS level between quality and performance. I realized. Yeah, I feel like if you know that menu exists, you probably have chosen performance, but... But that's the thing. Sony knows the statistics. Mm-hmm. I need to know what people prefer because that might help me conversationally when I say nobody gives a fuck about ray tracing. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about the ray I... tracing mode in the Forspoken demo. Oh, there's a ray tracing mode? Yeah, you can turn it on and see literally no difference. But the game runs terribly. Now, some of you, you may be thinking, Bob, that's fucking ridiculous. I'm sure there's a difference and you can't tell. When Digital Foundry's own video goes, it is really hard to tell the difference. <laughs> that's when you know, it's pretty fucking hard to tell. It, it, yeah, it's ray tracing. Um, but it runs at half the frames. And it's still not as high res. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, I would really like to know those statistics. I'd really like to know. Because let me tell you, I, this, this is the way I thought about it today while playing Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Man, I sure would like a version of this game that runs at 60 frames per second. Man, I sure wouldn't give a single fuck if they patched in ray tracing for a next-gen version. If they went, yeah, the game still runs at 30, but we ray traced some elements. I'd go, I don't fucking care, my man. I just realized that every single thing I have bought on the Series X, every single one, was mm-hmm. just a back compact game. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to our world. Wow. We- it's, it's weird how they stopped the only reason I was giving them money. Yes. That's exactly right. Everyone with a fucking brains knows that the best use of the Series X is to play amazing upgrades of last gen games like Binary Domain. Like, Lost really... Odyssey. I bought Lost Odyssey. I'm really excited to play that game again. We're playing Ashra, Ashra's Wrath tomorrow. I also bought Ashra's Wrath. Yeah. I. And they Metal just went. Metal Gear oh, Rising. A... Killer is dead. There's all these great seventh gen games. Mm-hmm. Skate one and three. I, I get fuck two. Yeah. I guess for whatever reason. <laughs> for whatever reason, we also bought Skate one and three. They're upstairs in the archive. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's insane. That is the best part of that console. That is the one part where they very thoroughly triumphed over Sony. They trumped them in one regard of a console, one aspect of a console, and they said, we're done now. Why? <laughs> <laughs> like, in what world did it make sense to stop? Yeah, that's, that's our situation, too. You know the one game we bought that wasn't, that wasn't a, a back-compat game. Was it Gears? I bought three games total. It's Gears 5, which was a total mistake. It was like $5, though, so whatever. It was Forza Motorsport 7 because they were delisting it. Oh, yes. And I'm going to give that game a chance. I need to know. And, drumroll, please. Gotham Knights? The medium, and we snapped that disc in two. Oh. 
Oh, God. Yep. What a great time we've had. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, if if you like anime, robots, identi- mm. identity crises, old Resident Evil, Silent mm. Hill, mm. or women who are into other women, you should probably buy Signalis. And if you don't, then I guess you hate lesbians. What's wrong with you? <laughs> if you don't buy Signalis... Then you you're homophobic. Me. Yes. <laughs> Man, I wish the game was high profile enough to be giving to getting articles like that. It deserves <laughs> to be that high profile. <laughs> uh, too many journalists looked at that game and go, it looks like one of those gameplay games. Uh, this that is, is the- depressingly probably uh, accurate. Yeah, they're like, uh, I'm going to go back to season. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not going to have any other segment to shove this into in this podcast. Bob, have you seen the Resident Evil 1 parody that is made by Happy Harry, as in Harry Partridge, as in the animator? No. Which is done with PS1 graphics and live-action cutscenes. No. And is 15 minutes long. That sounds incredible. It is incredible. I cannot remember the name of it right now. It's like Ghost Killer or something. Really good. Really good. And I I was like, oh yeah, that, that happened. Ghost bleed. There we go. Yeah, I'm going to go watch that after this podcast is done. But in order to get there, you know what we have to do. Check if Chris has talked about every game he played. Uh, y- yes, I have. That's then we're going to the Podlords! Oh my god! Crisp and refreshing Podlords classic. Podlords. They'll never overthrow a Central America co- uh, country. Are we sure? I I hope that's not where they're getting the money. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yes. That's right. The Podlords. Podlords such as E. Lee Broyles, Corey Brown, The Plan. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Thank you for doing that decently. (laughs) I know. That means a lot. It shows you still love us. Yes. (laughs) Jesus. Red, Red Place 27. <laughs> Suzu Shiro. Emperor Zero. Shiba Yagato. Rado. One or one shades of wonderful remastered. BN12. WTF Spider-Man. Mr. I Like Spam. Oh man, I can't believe Gene Karia showed up in Insert New Game Show in our Dream Awards here. It's a Karia sweep. He, because the angle of his chin. Uh-huh. <laughs> Don't worry like, about I, it. I know that's probably roughly matching Jeb. But it just seems like he fell over. <laughs> Help. 
Oh, I've dislocated my spine. It, it seems he's, it's like he's doing like an Eddie Haskell type move, move where he's like, who, me? <laughs> <laughs> DFW3K. I would simply outsmart my opponent. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Shiny Mew. Kristen. Kyle Bjork. Iron Aggro. Blig de Blue. Schlig des Poo. Monster Hunter. Ryzen and Raiden. Miguel is built like he's in the RE action and he's going <laughs> to get you. The shit from the new Spider Verse trailer? <laughs> yeah, I think he's yeah. so huge. It could just be, you know, how they do perspective-based stuff in there. So it might not be him actually being huge, but just a weird frame. No, I he's think, huge. Yeah, I think okay. this dude's huge. <laughs> this doesn't look like a tween frame. This looks like this dude's huge. <laughs> Is this the seventh gen dimension? <laughs> Dan, about to get buried by all the games he needs to play for Goaty. <laughs> That is that is an actual photo of me. Where did you get this? <laughs> Paul Penis, form a deflaccid. <laughs> Poor Paul. <laughs> He's all Paul, no penis. It's okay. They said you can get a costume that makes him makes him better. <laughs> it fixes the hair. That's great. Your friend. Uh, Yuki Naja here, wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays. <laughs> Jinkari being in the background is spectacular. I know, oh the Padru and Jinkari in the background is spectacular. It's so good. It's so good. Oh, two parts milk, one part Mountain Dew. Oh. Not great. Oh, no, that sounds horrible. No, once yeah, again. that's a really extremely sugary citrus soda. Yeah, it's it's. I'm telling you, it's it's gotta it's gotta be mostly Mountain Dew and a tiny bit caramel creamer. But once again, you probably shouldn't do it anyways. Indigo Sykes Drive Type Padaru Jingle Bells Padaru Smells Jinkaria Laid a Plan Dan Mobile Lost a Wheel and KZ Got Away. Uh, just. Just, just pointing this out. I've never seen any evidence that Jinkaria laid a plan. <laughs> yeah, he just kind of has them when it's appropriate. You know, like people who have a thought like, I should start a small business. <laughs> God, Jinkaria, Florida businessman. I'm not ready for it. He really is. He really is. The sound of ho slander has resurrected Apple Gothic. <laughs> Welcome back. There, look, there are two sides to this issue. One of them's wrong. <laughs> Evil Lucario. <laughs> a raccoon that is shocked at all those Game Awards announcements. Look, oh. there's the one. You only need one to elicit that response, and it's Armored Core 6, baby. No matter how much we saw it coming, so good. Padaru whack, Karnov whack, Pokemon whack, Bayonetta whack, play Hyper Demon and kill a god. Round two, baby. <laughs> oh god, he's melting. <laughs> yes. 
I get the way to frown, but at what cost? <laughs> I will never get over. He's just melting. <laughs> you wanted him to frown, and you made that happen by liquefying his jaw and melting his eyebrows. Oh my god, okay. The su the super mim. Access such shows, such oh. as Pokemon Go to Chug Bleach, the podcast that watches all the movie all movies, even the bout arc with the fucked up tree. <laughs> see, oh, so, okay, I, I see that the, I get that the eyes and the teeth are from that fucking Pokemon movie. But he just has the nose to make him look like 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 uh, the Fate Stay Night artist drew him. <laughs> Sorry, lead. Which might just be the fucked up nose, which might just be the eyes combined with his normal nose. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what's doing it. Timothy Fister is congratulating the BTD crew on their for their 200th episode and right on time. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bearded Joe. Cleochrome. Chainsaw Man Scrub Quotes. Golden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A bullshit power like this is bound to be mockable. <laughs> Krungle Spum. Noodle. My face when I realized I still have to beat P5 Royale, Callisto, and three other RPGs before the end of the year. Ah! Well, you can skip one of those. <laughs> yeah, just do the super drugs and become super ninja. It's okay if you destroy your mind. The important thing is that you beat Callisto Protocol? Hmm. The devil Gigaboots contracted with, or contracted with, to inflict CCC films on us all. Please look forward to Monday. <laughs> Thank you very much! To our pod lords! Thank you, pod lords. Thank you, pod lords. And if you'd like to become a pod lord, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash gbpodcast. For as little as $5 a month, you get access to many benefits, such as early access to Chugging Bleach and Pokemon Go to the Movies, our two monthly shows wherein we review all of Bleach. Yes, all of it. <laughs> And every Pokemon movie, yes, all of them. You also get cut content from other shows when we decide it just isn't interesting enough or it doesn't fit in or we have some other reason to leave it on the floor. We'll scoop it off and put it on in a bag for you and put it on the Patreon. <laughs> uh, you also get a patron exclusive show one a month where you get to vote on what good or bad thing we get to watch and then talk about. Uh, this month, it's going to be a Nightmare Christmas movie. And uh, and uh, despite, in, in addition to that, there might be something on Monday that you'll probably want to have a, a, a patron to get. Yeah. Uh, so that's patreon.com slash GB podcast. And if you don't have any money, it always helps us immensely to tell your friends about our content. Rate us on Thursdays before they remove that functionality. <laughs> Review us on your favorite podcast app if that's how you listen. Or uh, like this video on YouTube right now. Right now. Right now. I'm please. waiting. We're waiting. Okay. Todd. 
Uh, there we uh, go. That's okay. Uh, th- yeah, he, he did it. That's uh, that's patreon.com slash GB podcasts. Finally, since Todd liked the video, Bob gets to eat tonight. <sighs> Thank God. <sighs> Does Bob get to eat well? Let's look at the news and find out. Bob, how we eaten this week? It was a pretty slow week, which is to be expected after last week. <laughs> I know it was a slow week. You know why? Why is that? They announced a new Fantavision. They felt safe. Yes. If, if any game of note was announced this week for immediate release, they would have been like, we can't announce Fantavision now. <laughs> Are you insane? Put it back in the chamber. Bob, tell me about this new Fantavision. It's called Fantavision 2020X. <laughs> it's on PS5 and supports PSVR 2. Which is pretty hype. Uh, it's pretty seem, hype. It seems like it, they're keeping the classic gameplay, and they, they sound like they want to just keep it exactly the same. Um, so this is you line up fireworks and set them off, and look at how pretty it is. You do a chain, and you go, "Ooh!" Um, it's made in Unreal this time. Okay. And they showed us lovely head giant robots. Oh, okay. And I was like, "Oh, it's like this they're is... in, it's like in space, and it looks like Gundams are floating around." Oh, this is crazy. Yeah, I'm like, "Oh, weird." Do you think that'll convince Eric to put the headset back on? <laughs> Maybe. Hmm. Maybe do that and feed some. T- Is there anyone to feed tacos to? I don't think so. God damn. I, I'm. I am surprised. Fantavision of all things came back. Same. Absolutely. It, it, and yet, this is the perfect place and time for it. Mm-hmm. Now, where's jumping flash? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where Jumping Flash is, and I'm starting to get fucking mad. The other perfect game for VR. Yes. Absolutely. Whatever's necessary to trick people into making normal 3D platformers again, please, for the love of God. Normal, (laughs) as in first person, and you're jumping mech rabbit. That's so normal. It is so normal. Yippee. (laughs) Uh, Bob, what else do you got? Uh, they announced and released two new DLC characters from Multiblood, Type Lumina. Uh, they've added the Count of Monte Cristo and Ushiwakamaru. Mm. Two fate servants who apparently have some sort of tangential relationship to uh, Tsukihime, which is based on... Which... Yeah, I think I have two images of that. Let me see. Okay, yeah, I have the, I have the images of the characters. Here's one. Here's the other. <laughs> Yeah, 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 that's I them. Think, I think that's them. Um, I played a tiny bit of the Ushiwakamaru story. It starts with her being summoned by Neko Ark. So we have her to blame for <laughs> these fake characters, at least in the game designer's opinion. Okay. <laughs> they, they basically put out a thing that's like, don't worry, we probably won't put any more fake characters in Melty Blood, which I think is a lie, but they said it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why'd they lie like that? Um, I think these characters are kind of neat, but it d- does seem to be like, but we still are missing some mainstays from Melty Blood, and we're getting these guest characters instead. Which is a little weird. Whatever. Now, hopefully they keep this DLC campaign up. I'd be fine with paying for some DLC, because this is all still free DLC. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, so those are just, anybody who owns it, go, go download them. You actually don't even download them, just patch, and you got them. Hmm. All right. Um, we also got an interview about Armor Core 6. Where the it's interviewer, a really funny interview. Yes. The interviewer keeps saying, like, well, 
what about this is did you make like dark souls what's how is this like elden ring how Are is you this fucking serious yes <laughs> yes it's insane it's like it's like uh so so what lessons did you take from dark souls for this game they're like none of them it's an art none it's an armored core game it's like well, uh, the, the director worked on Sekiro. What did you learn from Sekiro that you're going to put in this game? Nothing. It's an armored core game. I'm really glad they got beaten the fuck up because Jesus Christ, I didn't wait 10 years for an armored core to deal with this being the first interview about it. Yeah. Yeah, it was fucking it's, asshole. It's comical levels of what is wrong with you? Ask anything. You can do that once. But you did it three times. The, the problem, Bob, is they haven't played a single Armored Core game and their brains don't function. Yeah, no, they think... A this highly a... related condition. <laughs> People with big brains have played Armored Core. Clearly. Obviously. Um, one good thing we did get is it's less multiplayer focus than 5 was because everyone knows Most that video mistake. games ever yeah. are, in fact, less multiplayer focus. That's cool. I appreciate it. Yep. I don't need my balancing around this crazy squad system. Right? No. Nobody wants that. Mm. But yeah, that, that's a fun interview. You should go read it. <laughs> I'm not sure I can. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't think I'm allowed. I, I, think, I think at some point I'll commit their name to memory and just start getting mean. Um, but this was at IGN, so if you want to avoid it, don't, don't go to IGN. <laughs> oh, simple. I'm already doing it. Wow. That's my native state as a person. I follow one person who works at IGN, and mm -hmm. that's because that person wrote a very smart preview for Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition, <laughs> where it was very obvious they had a fucking clue about action games. Yeah, that's super uncommon in the game journalist Yeah, it's sphere. a fucking four-leaf clover for yeah. a fucking game journalist who knows jack shit about gameplay and anything. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm absolutely not going to read that. I can't. I... <laughs> You know, I have actually gone temporarily blind in the past from high blood pressure causing an ophthalmic migraine. Uh-huh. Which is where your eye starts flashing. Jesus. It stops seeing new things, and you just start generating images from what your eye thinks is there based on the shit it saw before and what optic nerve signals are still getting to your brain. Jesus. So obviously as someone who uh, knows that's what happens when you get stuck in a dead end, high stress job and you're over caffeinated, there's no way in hell I'm going to go read that article. I think there was one really nice part of the interview where they asked them about the story and how it seems like it's going for this really dark tone. This is a really nice part of the interview where he apologizes and kills himself on the spot. It was <laughs> really touched me. Anyways, what's up, Bob? Yeah, they, they're asking about the story, how the tone seems really dark and dour. And if that's unfortunately, that Dark Souls comes up again here. But then Miyazaki's like, no, this is kind of the ethos of the company is going back to the beginning of all, all our games. And I'm like, thank you. Thank Maybe you. Now that you have said it. The thing that's apparent to anyone who plays their older games before he took over. People start getting it. That that is how these games are and always have been at FromSoft. I follow one person who's really into Dark Souls because they do cool things aside from that. And that's as specific as that statement will get. The fact that they finally played Armored Core and they made it last Raven first because, you know, Miyazaki worked on it. Drove me fucking bonkers. I'm like, that is possibly the worst on-ramp for the entire franchise. Yeah. And you it's, did it it's right because his name's on the project. He's not even directing it. He was a planner on that one. Mm-hmm. Drives me insane.
So anyways, have, have Dark Souls is back you... and you Dark Souls. Uh, sorry, Armored Core is back and you Dark Souls fans are still driving me nuts. What's up, Chris? Hey, have, you, have, have you considered that Miyazaki might be a result of his work environment and not a completely unique auteur? No, he's the, he's the origin point for everything I like in these games. There's no way they were doing this shit before he got here. Yeah, I've, I've literally heard people say, oh, their output outside of what he works on. I don't know. Yeah, tries, it, I literally had to hear that exact person I was referencing say that live on stream. What What have they made in the past 15 years other than a Souls game, other than 3D dot game heroes, which they didn't even make, I don't think. I think they just no. Just to be clear, the level of disgust I feel when you say shit like that, it literally comes across as, oh, I don't want to watch that movie. That's a superhero film that came out before MCU Phase 3. <laughs> Oof. You literally sound that much like a, ooh, oh, geez. But Chunky you, peanut butter. But yeah, I hear people upset with Dark Souls 2 and with Sekiro because those are the two that he wasn't directly the director on. Even though he has names all over Sekiro, they yeah. still want a reason to throw under the bus. Well, of course. <laughs> I, I understand Dark Souls 2. Mm -hmm. That is a very different game from Dark Souls 1, 3, Bloodborne, Elden Ring, or Demon Souls. Yeah, but but Sekiro's like it's not even trying to be a Souls game. What are you mad at? What are you rabble rousing about? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, hey Bob, do you have other news that doesn't involve someone at IGN? I never want to know the name of. Yes, uh, they I swear to God, it better not be the guy I follow. <laughs> There's no way it's him, but part of my brain's like, what if it is? God, I hope not. What if it is, Dan? Because I know that guy also likes Dark Souls. But I don't know if it's him. Hey, Bob, you talk about news while I type things into Chrome. Um, we got an announcement of a, a Ease Game Remaster. Ease Memoriam. The Oath of Felgana is coming to the uh, memoir. Switch. Memoir. Ease memoir. memoir. The Oath of Felgana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're like, check this out. See this portrait? It's dumb. See this portrait? It looks like an artist drew it. And I'm like... It took me a second to which, <laughs> which one was the new one. Yeah, usually the difference is more stark when they do, like, we have new portraits. Yes. It's like, usually it doesn't use the exact same brightness values, color hues, and everything else in the I, character. It's portrait? literally like, I could have, I could see this being the same artist just drawing the same thing, like, years <laughs> later. The same artist given two more days. Yes! <laughs> It literally looks like that. That's pretty cool. Um, did, did we get more info about yeah, what else is in this version? They're going to add more voiceovers, so Adol's going to have a voice. Um, this is all for the Japanese release, which is in spring next year. We don't know exactly how a U.S. release is going to go. Yeah, uh, There will be three soundtracks um, from different versions that have come yeah, out of this so game. Yes, I believe it was X68K... And two others I can't remember because my brain's broken and I honed it on that. Yeah. You can also play the game at 1.5 or 2 times speed. Good. Which is unhinged, which you know how these that, games are. Yes. That is unhinged. Uh, I, I love the speed I, and oath, and I'm going to love it even more at 2 times. I, I, think it, I think it's funny that so far, except for the speed up feature and the portraits, I, I the PC port already has the voice acting. Mm -hmm. And I think it has more soundtracks than this. Yes. <laughs> if I remember correctly, I, it does have more soundtracks than this. Because I think Xseed was just like, we're putting in every soundtrack from every version of East 3 into this game. Either that or I'm just thinking of Ease Origin 1 and 2. 
which has more soundtracks than three. I'm j they made it sound like there was going to be even more voiceover than in the PC one. So okay. I'm not sure unless we have more voice acting exclusive to the US. Um, I well, the, the PC version eventually got, I believe, the PSP voice acting. Hmm. So the PSP version may have may yes. had more voice acting than their PC version it's, did. It's, Who knows? It's, yeah, I feel like most scenes were pro. I guess they could voice like NPCs in the town. But I feel like all the cutscenes were probably voiced in that PSP version, at least. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, maybe it's the seriously a thing of Adol didn't have a voice, but everyone else did. Yes, I think that's correct. Damn, we got ease news this week. Uh, this is a pretty easy transition to Chris's news. Chris, do you have any other news that you beat Bob to so he couldn't write this part? I, I didn't actually, I actually didn't beat Bob to this. I just took it and then added more bullets. Um, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> that, that is how the things work behind the scenes where it's like, I wrote this. You could take it if you want. Uh, East 10 or East Cross, but we're going to go with 10 because it's the 10th game. Right, yes. and they, are, they haven't they haven't announced a weird naming thing before, have they? Like they didn't, they weren't like no. Okay. <laughs> um, it was announced for PS4, PS5, and Switch at a stockholders meeting. Uh, it's a weird interquel game. It takes place between East Two and Three. People are saying based on how old they said Adol was. Um, this <laughs> isn't completely bizarre because East Eight is between East Five and East Six. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that this is a pretty normal thing for Ease at this point. I feel like many of them are, yeah, it happens somewhere in the timeline. We don't really care it's, where. <laughs> it's only East 8 and, and the remakes, obviously, the ones that are like, we're remaking an earlier game in the series. But it's rare that the, before 8, I don't think they were like, here's this one that takes place earlier than this one. I could have sworn 6 was that case, but maybe not. No, I don't think so. I think Sorry, it's just... I, I, I wish I could have contributed to this. I've been zoned out because I'm checking out who wrote the article. And we're fine. The person I follow is not the person who wrote the article. Uh, it, it, <laughs> it's ditching the party system they've used since E7. Uh, they Thank used you. it for four games. Thank, Thank you. God. Uh, that was really <laughs> stupid because I, I always had this problem with the party system. People feel fucking bizarrely compelled to defend it for some reason. But it, it was really dumb because it's like, how do we stop people from just wanting to play as Adol? Uh... Let's include this weird damage type system mm -hmm. where Adol has slash damage. So there's going to be enemies where you need crush damage or pierce damage to actually do any damage to them at all. So you have to constantly switch between your characters, which not only is really stupid because let me play as Adol. He's the main fucking character of this franchise. But two, I can't even use the party members I want because of this weapon type system. Yeah, at least in 9, they have a thing where you can give them a badge and it switches them to whatever kind of damage you want. So you're able to use the characters you want to, at least. I know I had to do that. Because like yeah, they think, gave, when they gave me, I think, Doll, and it's like, she's the same type as Adol. Why would I ever use her? Unless I could change the damage type. Uh, they, those were in the earlier, the previous games that used the system, but you didn't get it until like so late in the game. Oh, it, it, it was it's like that uh james that's like the, it's like the avgn bit about the wolverine claws where like <laughs> it takes like eight games to get to the just let me have the fucking claws <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it's ditching that party system you now have two people and that's it you have adol and a partner 
Uh, cool. You can either control one of them or they implied that you can control both at once somehow, which I wonder if it'll be like some weird mass of swords, like when you do the combo attacks in Kingdom Hearts. They were kind of saying it's like you set up actions for both of them. You're either in directly control of one at a time or you set up actions for both of them. And I'm like, okay, that's that could be cool. That kind of seems like, I don't know, you could even envision a Xenoblade-like system to be that, where it's like, they auto-attack, but you have skills you deploy. Yeah, it kind of makes me think of the way the boy works in God of War. May, maybe it is. I mean, it, I mean, it is, God, it is East 10 Nordics. <laughs> Uh, it also has Assassin's Creed Black Flag in it. It's just in the game. Yeah, wait, I was like, wait, yo, <laughs> yo, this looks like Wind Waker, because they're like, there are a bunch of islands, big and small. We go between them. Wait, yeah. you actually get to pilot the boat? Uh, yes, you get to drive the boat. Oh my god, yeah, this might be the best ease game in forever. Also, uh, how is this canon? I feel like there's no way Adolf Zay is on a boat that doesn't stink for more the, than five hours. See, <laughs> I, I think that's why they had, that they had to, that's why they had to, uh, that's why they had to make it earlier in the timeline. Like his Joseph Joestar-esque anti-ship <laughs> power had not kicked in yet. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit bummed this is a weird interquel because they had started introducing like really good characters into these games that would, would be consistent. Like um, mm. they had like the girl in East 9 who's like an auditor for the Roman Empire and is constantly indignant at Adol. Yes, who I really was great. hoping would show up in the next one because there's a part where she's interviewing him like, you're obviously lying. It's impossible for any one person to survive that many shipwrecks. <laughs> I'm really lucky, I guess. And, and then you you have like a, a Geis who is like kind of like the rival character, but the point is like he always, when, in any game he's in, he has like a solution to the problem but Adolf has Adolf has come in and fucked it up already. Or it's like, like cause that that's what happens in East 70. He's like, okay, my plan was our pl me and the, this village elder. Like the plan was for me to become the chosen one. And then I found out somebody else had already become the chosen one. And look who I fucking find. Uh, there's one thing we haven't mentioned yet. Have you seen this, Bob? Have you seen this photo? Have you seen what he's writing? What? No, look, I have not seen at, the surfboard. Yeah, look what she's riding. Yeah, that's cool. It's fucking awesome, man. I, I, uh, I really hope they move the fucking UI before this game ships. Because it is strange just being there in the middle. Yeah, it's a little yeah. weird. It looks like uh, your PC didn't realize you changed the resolution. Right? I love the rocket board. Really good. I mean, they added a ton of mobility options that were related to superpowers in nine. So I guess that they have some, have something there instead. Yes, yeah. the eponymous monstrous cock. I yes. just just don't don't have any raids. There should be no raids in this game. That's a terrible mechanic, and you shouldn't even have brought it back once. <sighs> yeah, no. And 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 don't trick me and be like, here's our side quests. You have to do every single one of them, or you can't progress. Which was another one of my huge problems with East Nine. Yeah. Also, also Adol's design in East Nine just sucks. Like, I'm sorry. He just looks like a shitty Blaze Blue type character. Yeah, they went way too Edgelord with it in a way that did not work. <laughs> I I get what they were going for, but I don't know. I I like I I like Adol's design in this game where he has like the 
um like the white shirt, the white vest and shorts. I'm sad that I don't see Dogie. I I think Dogie's off doing something in East th in East Three right now. Okay, that makes sense. Like I I think he shows up at East in East Three first, or or maybe or maybe Adol will. I I'm, I assume Adol will meet him at some point in this game. The sad thing is I do know about the plot of one and two, but not four. And allegedly the timeline is one, two, ten, four. So I don't know what happens in four that Dogie is or is uh, not involved with. I, I I do think that Dogie went back to Cel uh, not Celsetta, went back to Felgana, because that's where he's from. Hmm. And and so and that's why he wasn't in four at all. Uh four is the one that has the, the really bad Vita version that just stops. It's like now now's the ending. I did not realize where that was headed. <laughs> I oh. never finished it. That's sad. <laughs> and that's the most official story wise, because the other ones were made by like different companies. Yeah, and they were all yes. disowned. There are two different versions of the original four, and neither are canon, I don't think. Man. But yeah, that that's all the East stuff, unless somebody has something else about East. Uh, all about. I know is I'm gonna have to fucking catch up on East games, and that's gonna be brutal. At least most of the older ones are shorter. Yeah, we could be. Yeah, we could be all the way up till and including seven before it really just goes no. slow. No, seven is forty hours long. Okay, yeah, yeah so everything before seven. Sorry, seven. Seven is the light. most egregious long one because it's like, wow, this is a great twenty-hour game. Do every single area a second time. Well, just see. do it again. <laughs> I'm trying to remember cell set a sea of trees mm -hmm. that's four that's four and is there, <laughs> this is very ignorant there is a release of that other than pc and vita right yeah i got the playstation version okay. at some point okay there is not uh, there is not any version of five other than an snes port that i don't think ever got even a patch it might have gotten a patch. I thought five was the one that the got remade PS2. on PS2. Yeah, because in no. that arc of Nephistimpa, no arc of, arc of Nephistim is just six. It's oh, just, it's, just, it's just six. Hmm. So there's one and two which have the modern ports that you played with Vox. Mm -hmm. There's three which is Oath and Felgana. Yes. There's there's love. four which is Memories of Celsetta. And there's Origin, which we didn't list by now, but obviously yeah, there's, that there's goes the origin. The uh, I personally would not play Origin until much later. Yes, there's there's a point <laughs> of doing that. That's the first one I played. It it's awesome. <laughs> it is it is awesome, but it's even more awesome when you have context for all this shit that happens in it. Um, yeah, you need then, to you need to be ease five so that way at the end when Nick Fury comes out. <laughs> It is kind of like that. Uh, yes. Then you play East. Then East Five is the SNES one that might have a patch, but I don't know. Then East. Then Six is Napishtim. Seven is PSP and PC. Eight is gonna. Eight got a PS Five release recently. I think I like this year. I think it just kind of passed us by. Yeah. Oh yeah. I no, that, that did come out on the PS Five this year. I think it was Mystic Ryan who brought it up in a video. Then me and Bob were like, huh. That did I, I should probably go get that before Nisa copy printing makes it suddenly $95 or whatever. Uh, and then there's just East 9. And then Origin. I, I would play Origin after 6. Because they obviously... Because that's like the chronological order. It came out after 6. That is true. Yes. 
And then when Nick Fury comes out. <laughs> and then you, and then you can uh, never play East Tactics, the DS no, game. No, no. East Tactics is right up there with Forspoken. That ain't happening. I keep getting that's real. It is real, and it's fucking terrible, and it doesn't even look like he's... It looks like Age of Empires. Did Rick play that? No. <laughs> okay, just had to check. <laughs> That sounds like something he would do. Only play ease tactics. Instead of the no, game. the rest of these games are actually retro retro games. Mm -hmm. So he'd be fine with that. Right. If it was newer, then maybe he would do something insane like that. But right. I'm not no. saying that they're games he wouldn't wouldn't play in general. But I think that there is a weird monkey pod where he would end up playing just that. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's that's fair. Which is why we need to make sure if he does play Pokemon, he doesn't end up in some weird hole. Uh, how he would though anyway and, nope that's it for ease news okay uh the final fantasy pixel remasters have been rated for switch and ps4 Ooh, finally it's been what two years a year one okay all right do you think they'll fix the text i just saw a comparison of the old text in there like today i was like oh man that is rough I don't, I assume, I assume that they would, they, that they have to understand and they you just didn't hope. care because PC port was basically test, test for free PC gamers. But I, yeah, I don't know. I would hope. Yeah, hopefully. I, I assume if they fuck it up, it will be loud enough for them to fix it in a patch. Because uh, releasing on PC versus console, kind of a lot more people on console. Yes. A lot more upset people constantly yelling. <laughs> Outzone, Twin Cobra, Zero Wing, and of course, Truxton launched for PC February 14th, 2023. This Valentine's Day, give your special partner the gift of Truxton. Well, I oh know God. what I'm playing rather than Forspoken. Which comes out way earlier. <laughs> I'm playing Truxton, a real game. <laughs> you can never have enough Truxton. Truxton. <laughs> wow, looks like you can be a real hidden gem when you give your loved one a copy of Truxton this Valentine's Day. Jesus. Eventually someone's going to be like, why do they do a weird voice when they talk about Truxton? This is the voice you do when you talk about Truxton. <laughs> I hope that most people like I did before knowing what Truxton was, just assume it's some game about trucks. <laughs> Feel free. <laughs> Feel free to assume. We have finally seen Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, they showed off combat, exploration, and the root the room of something the room of certification <laughs> or some fucking thing it's a hub full of mini games oh this game sure looks like uh they they told us to ship before jk rowling burns this fucking franchise to the ground staple together what you have we have this really bad looking magical melee combat that give that has the energy of of uh gotham knights you mean there's melee no <laughs> Well, it, it well yeah, it's it's not like Gears of Wand. It's like you flick your wand and shoot little pellets at them, and it ever and it was like watching a fucking DMC the DMC combo video where every combo is the exact same combo. 
It's like you hit, you shoot him with the with the flingy bolts, and then you upsy daisy him and slam him back to the ground, and then you shoot him some more. And I'm like, this looks really bad. Uh, the move, the the oh, there's apparently open world elements to this game. I because they did a previous one where they didn't show much of the combat, but they did show him walk around how big and massive the school was. Mm-hmm. Well, and they then give they you teased. a broom. Ooh. They give you a broom and you can fly around. And it looks really slow and unimpressive. Oh. Uh, and then they show a mini game where you get to fly through balloons on the on the broom. And I'm like, oh my god. And then they then there's a bunch of different little mini games. I'm like, this sure looks like a bunch of disparate parts that you stapled together to get out the door. I mean, they spent long enough making the fucking game. What was it? Six years at least. Yeah, it's been forever. Yeah. And I'm I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here having a little bit of a breakdown as I go, wait, who's making this again? Isn't this like monolith or something? I can never remember. Who's sealed in this chamber making this game for six years now? I think it was a new studio. It just had a name similar to a studio that we've heard of. Okay, all right. Avalanche software, but it is not the avalanche that makes Just Cause. It is some... New, new avalanche that got close that they used to make disney infinity and then that bombed and they got shut down and then they got brought back to life by warner brothers interactive to make this fucking game also they made all the tack and the power of juju games oh weird so this is penance <laughs> for making a game with juju in the title <laughs> also they made mortal Kombat mythology sub-zero this is definitely penance then. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Holy shit. What a bad So Dragon Ball Sagas, that really horrible what? linear Western made one. All right. So uh, that's that's coming out. Hogwarts uh, Legacy is that's so uh during the game awards, uh we saw that. Bamco's Genshin Impact Blue Reflection, I think it's called. No, Blue Protocol is what it's called. Yes, Blue Reflection Blue is, the, uh, is the Gust Magical Girl RPG. Um, Blue Protocol was being co-published by Amazon. Uh, mm-hmm. They're publishing something else, which is the new Tomb Raider game from Crystal Dynamics, which is is part of the new canon. Oh, what? They announced that? They Why? announced that. They like continuing her another... story from the previous things. Why isn't it a reboot? What's wrong with them? When no one Look, on ours plays is, three games in a row, just reboot it. <laughs> there is one dude at Crystal Dynamics is like, no, she we, we, she hasn't fallen on enough rebar yet. <laughs> That's his concern. Not, oh, this time she'll become the Tomb Raider. No, it's just, I'm not done. She's not done. I, I was thinking, like, does anybody ever talk about any aspect of those games other than the names are stupid? And whoever makes them is obviously into Lara being pushed through a meat grinder. Um, yes, but it's Digital Foundry. <laughs> so that doesn't just, count. Right? They're just using it to benchmark things. I know when the first game came out, mm-hmm. I had some positive opinions about some of the structure stuff where it's like, oh, there's these mini yeah. tombs and stuff. And they, they seem to have some neat ideas and make it almost try to make a Metroidvania of a third person shooter, which is a neat Mm-hmm. Um, but then they did two more really bad games, so. and no one ever says even one thing about those. Yeah, other than Digital Foundry talking about ray tracing and temporal deep deep learning super sampling and other things like it. The first one got trespassed. Do we even know if the second two did? I don't know. 
Okay. I have no idea. I have no and, idea. And this came out while we were recording. It's very fucking funny. Um, Chris Metzen, mm. former head on World of Warcraft, who left in 2016, is coming back to fix World of Warcraft. What? Like a, a uh, new version, or is he literally going to be maintaining some old servers? <laughs> uh, it, it's it's apparently going to be like he's he's coming back in like a leadership role. Mm. It's it's I, literally like 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 Blizzard's version of we got Joseph Staten back. Right. I was I was told that unless Microsoft buys Activision, they can't improve as a company. Huh. I told they couldn't improve in any one way. Without and, and, Microsoft buying them, this doesn't make um, sense. And, and we didn't talk about this at all, but there was a big Diablo 4 expose last week. Yeah, it came out right it was after like, we did news, I think. Yeah, mm. it was like, it came out like right after the Game Awards, where it's like, Diablo 4 has been a nightmare. There was like a year and a half period where we got like a guy who got fired from CD Projekt Red to write the game. And he, he was like, this game should be about sexual assault. There's so, some, uh, what what <laughs> what okay yeah, yeah it was yeah, like what? it revolves around the sexual assault of this woman she doesn't have a name okay and, and, all and, right, and, and yeah. apparently the and the modern like whatever version of that game exists now doesn't have or has dramatically less of that guy's uh content in it but like i was uh, but as i was leading into they say that chris metzen will start with focus on world of warcraft and then his work will expand to other projects. Man. Which, which uh, says to me that maybe we're going to, maybe it's going to be like, let's walk everything back. Let's walk everything back. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we should go back to being the goofy, cartoony, bright colors, fantasy developer. <laughs> I, I, it, it, it is funny how one, World of Warcraft spent basically the entire time since he left being like, we have to downplay Thrall. Thrall can't be the main character of Warcraft anymore. He, we have to, we have to like walk him out. And now Metzen, who by the way is the voice of Thrall, right, <laughs> is now back is a creative advice is like a lead creative advisor. And it's like, well, we're gonna time for the Roman Reigns esque push of Thrall. Also, I feel like Metzen is the guy who write, who's written every single they were corrupted by an evil force World of Warcraft plot, which is all of them. Right, yeah, that is... Mm. So we're probably going to be going back to some of that unless he learned self-awareness in the past six years, which is entirely possible. It's okay, we, we're getting the Mets back for WoW. They're going to try to get Jeff back for the Overwatch team and he's going to go... <laughs> No, if I come back, they'll find out the crimes I committed. I'm, I'm good just not being talked about anymore. Bye. But Man. yeah, it's really funny that they're just like, yeah, we, we need to save this, which he did leave like right as the game became bad. Because he left in 2016 and then throughout Legion, which pe Legion, which people were fairly positive on in a lot of aspects. They started, they introduced goofy shit in the tail end of it. And then yeah. everybody hated Battle for Azeroth and then everybody hated Shadowlands. And people seem more positive on the, on the new one, Dragonflight, but 
I don't know. He he's back. I think it's interesting that they're they brought him back, right? Because that shows a level of we need to fix WoW that I didn't think they had anymore as a company. Yeah, well, I figured that they'd it, given it, it, up on it, and it's yeah. just that little I mean, thing that you can still cash it, some checks. It makes sense when it's when it gets to the point of like we have to actually co- like let people from different the other from both factions match with each other because we don't have enough players on one right but i'm used to thinking of activision blizzard as a company in constant like falling downstairs like they don't they don't improve or fix anything they just get worse and worse is kind of how it feels to me you know maybe that's uh the, the, the overwatch 2 predominantly occupying my brain anyway oh yeah we forgot about the uh they're sh- it's shutting down in china so of course they need to be like we have to we have to get somebody right. back somewhere oh man i forgot about that shit yeah i'm sure that would make it make what prophecy did have just disappear Oof. yeah and, and hey hey metson how about mists of pandaria classic how about how about legion classic if you do either of those i'll i'll put on my clown nose and my clown <sighs> shoes Oh no! I don't look forward to the future where I I log on to Twitch. It's like I can watch Fox play a saga game. I can watch Rig scream at a 3D platformer. Where it looks like looks like Chris has been live for 26 hours playing WoW. <laughs> <laughs> I, man, I don't know what they can do with the Diablo situation though, because that was always the Grim Dark series. But it sounds like that they're going in a grimdark direction that they absolutely should not have. Yeah, that that expose. Uh, by the way, I misread it a little bit. It, it seems like they he'll go to other projects in the Warcraft universe, which sounds to me like they might be making Warcraft Four. Please, yeah, please. I, I remember something sounding like they were working on a Warcraft Four a bit ago, or or, or maybe even like we uh, Warcraft Three redone again. <laughs> this we don't time, fuck it it's up not this shit. time. Yeah. <laughs> That would be nice. Wouldn't that be nice? That would be nice. Yeah, at this point, I just want them to re-release the original Warcraft 4. Like, Wait. sorry, r- original Warcraft 3. Oh. Like, un- unenhanced or anything. Just You just want is. them to de-launch the yeah, remaster. Yeah, de-launch yeah, it, the remaster. It, it, the, and the then remaster, make a 4. <laughs> the remaster can exist, but the, it's insane how they literally deleted Warcraft 3 from existence with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To the point where if you own the CD... It doesn't work. It, it just gives you the remaster. Yeah. You have to literally keep it from handshaking with Battle.net and stuff. Yeah, that sucks. That sucks a lot. Anyway. Uh, that's it for everyone's news, but mine, mine's really simple. Yeah. PlayStation just updated a blog, and they're like, yeah, get excited for 2023. Yeah, Spider-Man 2 is coming out in fall. Whatever. It's like, what the fuck? You can't just say Marvel Spider-Man 2 is coming out in fall. And they're like, whatever, you already saw the credit from the writer. And I'm like, yeah, but I was entertaining that maybe they didn't know the right date. Did you know about that? No. Yeah, one of the writers on the on Marvel Spider-Man 2 is like, yeah, I worked on a Marvel Spider-Man 2 that's coming out in fall 2023. And that was in the last week. In the last week that came I out, mean, we're like, oh shit, look at that. We all kind of knew that's where it would land. 
but but that was like based on what they said the last time they talked about it and Mm -hmm. we have seen a number of sony titles slip a little yes covid is hard as hell so the fact insomniac's like we're good we've always been good (laughs) we will never not be good is like insane insomniac is turning out games like it's the ps2 era Kind of. This is, I, I think yeah. John Lindemann was talking about, this is like the third or fourth PS5 game. Because they did the ports of Marvel Spider-Man 1. They did Miles Morales. They did Ratchet and Clank. And I think this would be their fourth. Unless there's yet another there that's hiding. I don't think so. But that's still, insane amount of games. Just like the next-gen consoles have been out for, what, it'll be three years by next year? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're doing a great job of making games. Man, Sony sure got a bargain on their ass. Yeah. You know, I I understand Microsoft's new hobby is pissing and moaning about how, you know, all the hot chicks date Sony. Why haven't they done something where they're like, it's not fair that they bought Insomniac when we were working with them? And it's like, why didn't you? (laughs) Why didn't you financially support any studio you worked with during 8th Jet? I don't know. Yeah, because like what? Sunset Overdrive uh, is does not have uh, a plethora of money in it. No, Dan, that was the gen they were buying really, really bad indie studios and trying to get them to crank out big games because they bought like the guys who did State of Decay. And then there were two other smaller studios. I can't remember the names of them, but they made a big deal of it at one E3 of like, oh, man, we got these guys, these guys and these guys. And then, and then, then nothing's we, come out. Yeah, still. nothing's come out still. Yeah, but they didn't actually financially support partners. In fact, uh, that was part of why they got Obsidian. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah. that's true. They didn't financially support them, but they did buy them. Yeah, that's and that's what I'm saying. They need to maybe financially support their partners no, no, ever. No, 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 no. It's not about making good products. It's about getting a bargain on what you buy. Not for the consumer, for them. What about for the studio? God, no. Okay, no, they're getting that, the bad deal. Awesome. They won't want to give them money. Great. Yeah, I, pretty soon here, they're going to have to show these games. Sony will. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Sony. Yeah. Don't worry, now that the lawsuit... Now, now that they can't buy Activision for at least five years, <laughs> uh, I, I'm sure we're going to get the state of play that's, that's four and four hours long. How... I, how real quick, because, you know, the reason Chris is saying that is because of how long lawsuits from the FTC take and the EU stuff. Clearly, this is not going through clip quickly if it does at all. At what point do Xbox fans realize it's not happening? It's going to take I, a year. Do you think a year from now they will come to terms with that? Oh, man, maybe not. Because that's the I, thing. The, the report, like, game journalists will never talk about how it's clearly not happening. According or a to game journalists, they bought them three different times by now, and it has happened zero times. Mm-hmm. It is, like, I do wonder, like, do they even comprehend that like no guys this is gonna be years long years yeah like there's no phil spencer will go sweet talk the ftc and they'll walk it back like this shit if the that that ship sailed no now they they offered the deal putting call of duty on playstation plus now the ftc will not sue them right no But I said it on Twitter. Yeah, but your internal documents show you don't consider Nintendo actual competition. Well, they also said Sony could have it for 10 years. The weirdest... Okay, we try to not... I genuinely don't try to focus on a thing that isn't a story that is new in regards to the stupid fucking debacle. 
But it was the fucking weirdest thing when when Phil's like, Sony's spending more time with the people at the at the EU's CMA or the UK CMA than they are us trying to make sure we get the to buy the fourth largest publisher in the industry. It's like, yeah, that's not their job, right? Why the fuck would they? What? Do you hear that sentence you just said? Maybe if they spent more time working with us instead of uh, prosecutors and committee oversight, uh, then we would be able to buy the fourth largest publisher in the industry. It's like, what did, what? What do you, what? At what point do you think what you just said sounds sane? And what do you think it conveyed to anyone but the most crazed Xbox fans? That's so weird. Yeah, it's yeah, like I, there's, there's I, no world in which Sony wants this at any level. So why like, would they talk to you? Like, I, I just assume what's going to happen is we're going to get like, um, like every couple of months, something will come out about this case. Like Tom Warren and Jeff Grubb and all the Xbox guys will rush to Twitter and, and concoct the fucking the fucking maze to, to let to reach the destination of this is actually great for Microsoft. It means that the FTC is going to lose, which they've already started doing. Like they had some fucking insane thing with something the EU said was like, this means the FTC is definitely going to lose. Uh, yeah, I already started reading that a little bit. But so I assume we're just going to get that every three months until we're all dead. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, this has been the crappiest thing to deal with news-wise in the entire history of Big Think Dimension, and I really wish this would end. Right, but it just won't. No, it just won't. Um, and maybe that'll end up being good because it not ending means they didn't buy them, which is good for the industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if know. nothing else, I am grateful. The thing I am most grateful for, even more than Microsoft not getting to buy Activision outright, Mm-hmm. is now they are locked down for X years. They can't buy any other studios. Yeah, that's pretty fucking weird. And really just goes back to, as I was saying, they are the dumbest, most nearsighted motherfuckers possible when they made Starfield exclusive. But that was obviously a bad move for consumers and fucked them strategically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they should have just been like, no, of course Starfield won't be exclusive. Of course it won't be. And then Elder Scrolls 6, when it comes out in 2029, you can make that one exclusive because it's too late. Right. But them doing it immediately is just like... They wanted one of what they considered a W for a press conference. Right. And, and that immediately. And that cost them this acquisition and, based on how he looked at the Game Awards, possibly Phil Spencer's job. He looks he looks destroyed at the game awards. This would that's the thing. I wouldn't say this if it were any other corporation, but you remember how the Xbox One launch went and the fact they fucking ejected that guy immediately? That's how Phil got into the position he's at. Mm-hmm. They ejected that motherfucker within three months of E3. It was fast. He didn't make it to launch. No. Because they, they could read it immediately. People need to understand the last time Microsoft tangled with the FTC, the FTC won the initial judgment and Microsoft was going to get split into two companies, the OS side and the software side, and they wouldn't be allowed to be related at all. And they won on appeal to not have to split up, but they, they, that is when they got the rule pretty much 
you can't package shit with windows yeah you cannot package any of your fucking software with windows yeah it's like there is much more at stake here than just will microsoft be able to buy activision the worst case scenario for microsoft in this lawsuit is xbox cannot be part of microsoft anymore right and that's entirely a possibility which um I don't even know what that company does anymore. I assume they just go bankrupt because the Xbox division has been wholly dependent on the giant corporation bankrolling them. That's once again, they have a content problem and they solve that by acquiring shitloads of studios, not making new ones. Mm -hmm. That's not a strategy that comes from being frugal. And they all strategy that comes from being backed by the third largest corporation in the world. That's why they also run everything with contractors. Like it's not obviously not the most price effective, but certainly let you have them hired for exactly as long as you want them. Oh, it's the most price effective in that you don't have to care for medical benefits or anything else. You can try to get the lowest price for the game that you are making right now, but sustainability wise and long-term cost wise, Mm -hmm. it is a bad move. Right. Which is why it feels so good to see Insomniac succeed (laughs) because Insomniac had like invested a lot in having not one, but two studios and doing a lot of remote work stuff, telecom stuff ahead of the pandemic. (laughs) Uh, wow it you know we you know sony spent all of eighth gen building infrastructure and building studios and building support studios that don't even have names that just make assets for the main studios yeah i think it's like playstation malaysia and then nintendo did that announcement this summer where it's like uh we we're we're going to massively scale up because because we gotta because right you know if we're going it's almost like we have a new console that's coming out soon um meanwhile microsoft hasn't done shit except try to buy studios yeah i mean i haven't seen any repair in any number of their studios and you know you heard about how fables having troubles you know they wouldn't use unreal engine 4 they wouldn't hire people to learn their engine now crystal dynamics (laughs) is making it right we're (laughs) at a point in this industry where you don't get that choice you have to hire people to make your game or you have to use Unreal Engine. Like it's 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 so frustrating. Um, and you know uh, because I've had this conversation elsewhere, but I've never buried it in a big thing to mention before. At least as far as I know. Assuming any of the people who are uh, who think the Xbox thing is just a net win are somehow still listening. Um, the television industry was greatly boosted and uh, helped by Kodak filing for bankruptcy and selling their patent for OLED TVs to LG, which helped upset the monopoly Samsung had or the huge market dominance Samsung had. It brought down the price of TVs overall, and so did the smart TV thing, so they can sell your data. But it also put Samsung in a position where they now were on their back foot and they had to improve, so they invented QD OLED. Good things can come out of companies going bankrupt. So, if Activision Blizzard doesn't get bought and additionally goes bankrupt, which we don't know that they will. Frankly, they have many backup plans they can look into mm-hmm. before yeah, they Act- have Activision to worry about that. Activision is not going bankrupt. I don't think they are. Like, um, worst case, they, they can release the most dog shit Call of Duties and they will still make plenty of money. I, I, I think the bigger the biggest risk with it's fucked up how Activision, with all these fucking fires and all these disasters, are still in a better place than Ubisoft or EA seem to be. 
yes. in terms of being able to release games. Hmm. One hundred percent. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. There, anyone who isn't telling you there's a distinct possibility that the FTC thing could end with them chainsawing off Xbox, um, literally has no idea what they're talking about, because that is a very real possibility now. They fucked up big enough where that's a potential, right? I the weirdest thing for me is I don't know if you can fire Phil Spencer and keep your brand anymore. That that's part of the problem. Like he's really has built this Elon Musk esque bubble around himself where it's like, yes, Phil Spencer is the Xbox brand with it's like without him. There's no visibility because he has to keep constantly keep like, who are they going to get to whip fanboys into a frenzy? They don't have anybody else. Major Nelson. <laughs> God, yeah, he's. He doesn't work for that. He doesn't work for anything. Like he's no, been he the, doesn't. The guy who's too old and trying to be available for kids for the past twenty years. It's re- yes. Well, seventeen. Okay, you were close though. Seventeen's pretty close <laughs> to twenty. Uh, I think it's funny because the head of three four three's gone now too. So the oh, obvious yeah. promotion there isn't going to happen either. So um, there is no obvious person. I guess there's that. They're going to be like, Matt Booty. Isn't it funny? His name's Matt Booty. That's going to be it. Oh, no. They're going to make their entire yeah. E3 conference about his last name's Booty. Uh, an- 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 another fun thing <laughs> about this uh, FTC case. Even if they, the last time the Department of Justice got to have three people who have access to every single part of Microsoft's co- correspondence and files for five years. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, that w- and that would probably still happen if Microsoft wins. Right. Because there, like, there is zero chance that this court goes, no, no, it's completely fine, just let them buy Activision. The best case scenario for Microsoft is, they can buy Activision if they do A, B, C, and D. Right. I think that's probably true. I think there would have to be massive sacrifices. Um, and, you know, just like there was in the first place, you have to wonder, is it worth it? Was it worth it to try to buy Activision Blizzard that the FTC is now up your ass? I feel like if it was fine, Bill would have looked fine at the Game Awards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they 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 very obviously didn't expect this to happen which is yeah. another part of, of why i've taken to calling phil spencer elon musk or just like i'm just gonna say shit and hope it works out it's one of those things where it's like they figured they could get away with it because everyone had and then we had the big administration change up mm-hmm. and uh-oh the ftc has been reactivated <laughs> yeah yeah and 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 Nobody likes tech companies right now, not even the right wing. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. So it's like even if you get a even if you get a like a conservative judge, they're still human beings influenced by the greater atmosphere of if everyone society. fucking hates these guys. Yeah. And like unlike gamers, 
who primarily see Xbox as this thing that exists completely aside from Microsoft. Mm -hmm. All of the judicial branch basically sees Microsoft as Microsoft and this Xbox thing as a weird tumor. Right. It's Microsoft, one of the biggest companies in the world. Right. They're the third largest company in the world. Mm -hmm. Like... They're they not your friend, but they know that. <laughs> they they don't give a fuck about the CEO of gaming, which I still hate that title. That is awful. It's literally a Kevin Butler title. It is. They took a thing that was a parody of a faceless corporation electing a fake man to be the CEO of gaming. A joke written into a commercial from 2008 and then went, no, nah, that's this real guy's, this is this guy's real title. Anyway. Yeah, that's it. That's it for real news. We just, I, that fucking statement from Phil just fucking lives in my brain rent free because it's the dumbest shit in the world of why, why is it Sony talking to us more to help us buy the fourth largest publisher? Because that's insane. Do you hear no, yourself? There's no situation where they want to do that and they're going to oppose it as hard as they possibly can. I, anyway, that's it for Big Think this week. Ooh, <laughs> Bob, what's up? We are playing Ashra's Wrath tomorrow. Exciting. I hope so. That game looks cool as shit. Fun fact, everyone. This may blow your minds. I've seen none of that game. I think I saw a tr E3 trailer some like 13 years ago. And all I know is the guy punch you mm -hmm. and the thumb come down. Yes, that's a it's a ton of really hype, cool set pieces in a game that's really mediocre to play. Awesome. <laughs> I'm excited. I like things that look cool. With or without DLC. With DLC, hopefully it's still on sale. Right. We, I find we, out the moment the stream ends. So we, we need to see the ending to the game. <laughs> yes. Instead of the first three fourths. Uh huh. I can't believe they did that. Inexcusable that they did that. Man, this game yeah, gets to exist did, and be cool forever, though. Did, did, did you know that I bought a Sir's Wrath at launch and then was like, okay, that was fine. I guess I'll trade it in. And then after I traded it in, they announced DLC that would actually be the conclusion to the fucking game. <sighs> yeah, because you probably would have just assumed, oh, I guess there's a sequel. Yeah, it, it, it's like framed like there's going to be a sequel. God, that's terrible. Anyways, uh, we're going to do that. Um, I'm thinking we're going to take a break from Pokemon Days for the rest of December just to make Game of the Year easier on myself. And frankly, like, Pokemon Days is uh, hard to keep up with normally. Trying to keep up with it in the middle of Game of the Year is really just pushing it. And I, I probably just appreciate just being able to uh, sleep. Yeah. Are you confident in saying that Pokemon Days hmm. will return when Chainsaw Man is over? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Of course. I really love the new Pokemon game. It bums me out that this is the one I have to put on pause, mm -hmm. like, for a while. Because we, we had to put uh, past episodes on pause for, like, or past series on pause for, like, a week or maybe two. Uh, this is going to be, you know, three or something, and that, right. that really sucks. But, uh, you know, at least for the people who haven't beaten the game, you get more time. Uh, anyways, yeah, so we'll see you for Ashra's Wrath tomorrow. Hey, Chris, what are you doing? Uh, I'm gonna finish Signalis. I'm really excited to see where that goes because I feel like the shoe has not dropped yet. 
we've gotten we i have we have become aware that the shoe is hanging <laughs> but it has not fallen yet and i am excited to get to the point where it falls uh after that i don't fucking know there i would describe the part i'm at at xenoblade chronicles 3 i believe i I think it's like 37 hours in. I don't know. I'd have to boot it up and check. Uh, was the game had been throwing pennies into the air for a while. And then at that moment I said, hey, you want to see me catch all these pennies? <laughs> and I'm just like, sure. How long did that take? And it was a three hour uninterrupted block. So anyway, <laughs> I'm very excited. I got a cool sword. Anyway, uh, that's it. We'll see you guys next week. For big thing to mention, hopefully tomorrow and uh, whenever Chris does signal us for those streams. See you guys later. Bye. Bye. Yes. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Big Thing to Mention. Big Thing to Mention is literally only possible because of your support over at patreon.com slash gbpodcast, where you can maybe get a commentary track for some sort of movie that involves fucking a ghost. <laughs> also, you get to vote on Curse Content Committee for some Netflix Allmark nightmare and do so much more. Thank you all for your support.